0: Hey guys, this is Tom. Just a quick note before the show starts. We recorded this conversation with John Amplis um, the day before it was announced that George Romero had passed. So, we talk um, a lot about George on this episode, and um, uh, Langley and I, we come back after we fade out with... um, um, We met last night and talked about George and Martin Landau, and we've included those thoughts at the very end of the episode. So uh, if you can, stick around um, after the music fades. This, this was a hard one for us. Uh, so thanks again to John Amplis for taking the time to come talk.
1: And once again, we caution you. These stories are definitely not for the timid soul. So
2: we tell you calmly and very sincerely... If you frighten easily, turn off your radio now. I'm pretty careful about not getting caught now. Hmm. I've learned a lot of things. I have good tools, and I have the needles. Needles? It was really hard before the needles. W- what kind of needles? Count? Everything's been pretty easy since I've learned how to be careful. Mm-hmm. People are the hardest thing. <laughs> I understand I see people together they don't talk not really they don't say what they mean right then they they have the other they have the sexy stuff (laughs) whenever they want it. I've been much too shy to ever do the sexy stuff Mm -hmm. I mean do it with someone who is awake Uh... someday maybe I'll get to do it awake without the blood part just do it with somebody and then be together and talk
0: I'm Tom Carnell And I'm Langley Wells. And we have a guest again. Yeah, we do. We have a major guest. We have the founding member and associate artistic director of the Pittsburgh Playhouse Repertory Company. Uh, a man who teaches acting as an associate professor with the conservatory. Of oh, professor, 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 oh, professor, oh. Professor. professor,
3: sir, with the
0: conservatory <laughs> of performing arts at Point Park University. He's associated with the August Wilson Monologue Competition, and absolutely, uh, he was in a couple of movies.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, please welcome John Amplis. Yay. Hey. Hello. It's so great to be here with you people. Yes, indeed.
0: I start off by saying I love this man. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh I well I wow. unlike you, I've not met John. Oh. Even though he was at the last Crypticon that we were at and doing our thing. Um Oh, we didn't meet? No, I didn't I didn't I didn't meet. I I like I, I was running around grabbing stuff and I was basically out of my mind. So, oh, uh, I'm sorry. That's okay. We've talked on Facebook.
0: I've been you a couple times for Fango and for Dread Central, and um, we did a couple okay. of panels at ZombieCon, if you remember ZombieCon. Oh, Con a show. few
1: years back, like six or seven years back. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and so we're going to cover a lot of, some of the same ground, but I'm hoping we're going to go, as we usually do, off into the weeds a little yeah. bit.
1: Sure, sure. Whatever yeah. you need, whatever you want.
0: Right. So I should, we should be should be pointed out that John is presently on vacation and, and living the life right now that I'm really envious of. That's
4: Every day, John is posting pictures of the most amazing sunsets. I know uh, from uh, uh, North Carolina. Oprah Coke
1: Island. From where? Oprah Coke. O C R A C O K E Island. It's uh, at the very end of. Um, Cape Hatteras in North Carolina.
4: So we're lucky that we're connecting with you at all. You're you're literally
1: like <laughs> surrounded by ocean. That that's correct, and maybe that had something to do with yeah, maybe. the uh, with. It's not coming through on my phone. My phone just would not pick you guys up. I don't yeah, know Yeah, we had some
0: trouble connecting initially, <laughs> and John finally gave us a number. I joked to Langley when you he, you go, I'll give you my number, and I expected something like Butterfield eight or <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> some
0: crazy prefix. Um, I guess we yeah we we, uh, we start where we always start. I'm fascinated by you ha- you got your first role at what was it ten.
1: Oh, in the theater I did, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Uh, my uncle did a lot of community theater, and um, so he started taking me and my cousin around, and um, so I auditioned for a little playlet called uh, Dark Top of the Stairs, Mm. and I was cast. And um, so from about the age of 10 to probably the time I went to the Army in 1969, I... um, uh, I did community theater. Wow. And um yeah, and enjoyed it. It it, it wasn't really a career yet uh, or even the thought of a career yet, but I enjoyed doing it. So uh that's how I kind of got started.
4: I I'm 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 interested just because of the title. Was it was it something scary?
1: No, 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 it's oh no! play. <laughs> I,
4: I am un- no. totally unfamiliar with this. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah,
1: so, yeah no. I, I'm trying to remember the playwright's name, and no, it wasn't. It wasn't scary. It was a, it was a fairly well-known play in the, I want to say in the late 50s, early 60s.
4: I'm, I'm outing uh, myself as a, as, as obviously not being schooled <laughs> oh it's okay
0: uh, let's see um, it was made into a film in 1960 uh, there you go uh, Robert Preston Dorothy McGuire Eve Arden
1: that's right directed and by I Gilbert played, man. I played the young uh, the the son in the story called his name was Sonny Flood right. and, and, so, and
4: and 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 kind of right off the bat, you were like, I like
1: this. Yes, that's how it happened. That's exactly how it happened. And I would get involved in, in you know, kind of school dramas and stuff. We didn't really have a drama club, per se.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, uh, you know, I fooled around there a little bit and, in fact, had an opportunity. I directed my senior class play Wow,
3: that's <laughs> when cool. I was,
1: like, 18. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. and that's really all it was it was just kind of fun sure
4: and that was and that was in was that in pittsburgh
1: yes that was in pittsburgh yeah i was born and raised in pittsburgh so Um,
4: how
0: did you encounter laurel then because it wasn't that it was maybe what half, half a dozen seven eight years after that that you ran you 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 started to hang out around the laurel guys
1: well, I got I was in I went to college where I have been teaching actually now for 35 years. Um and went to the Pittsburgh Playhouse and um uh studied theater after I got out of the army uh in 71. Uh I uh, I started um um undergraduate school with, uh, at Point Park. Uh and uh so I got all my acting and theater training there. Um but I um after um when I became a senior in college, uh that's when I met uh Romero. Mm. And that that was in uh 1976. Okay. He came he between 75 and 76 for some unknown reason, he came to the Playhouse to see some plays. Um, and he saw one of the plays that I was in um, uh, called Philemon. And uh, after the play, he he contacted me and uh, talked to me about this new movie he was he was working on. He was writing uh, called Martin. And uh, he told me that he had seen my performance, and he really liked it, and he decided he was going to rewrite the main character of Martin uh, as a younger as a younger character.
0: He was initially going or to be young, an older man. Younger,
1: yes? yeah. And initially, he's going to be older, right? Uh, but something about my performance, you know, kind of changed his mind. Fortunately, luckily for me. Right, and
0: and so Martin was <laughs> your first
1: film. This was my first feature, yeah.
4: How cool yeah. is it that your first feature is, uh, yeah, a starting role, right? Usually, yeah. you know, yeah. usually you're a bit player, and then you kind of work your way it,
1: up, and then it, you yeah,
4: jump yeah, that right that's... out of the gate.
1: Did you? I did, I the, did, but you know what? It got. <laughs> It it never really uh, got a whole hell of a lot better than
0: that. <laughs> I would, well, could you, well, first of all, I want to ask, did you feel a sense of responsibility w- with that, being that you were, this is my first film, i got to make this, i got to be at the top of my game? Um, and then the follow-up question would be, how difficult was that when you land so heavily with that first film? How difficult is it to... Become aligned with other productions and can keep
1: that yeah. going. gotcha well I, um let's see to 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 answer the the second part maybe first the uh the ones I did with george the films I did with george were which were six actually um, uh the last one I get a special thanks for I was Tim Hutton's uh, uh double in the dark half. okay. Um, anyway, um, yeah, the roles kind of became diminished in size, but the pay got better. <laughs> ah, the important <laughs>
3: work. Well,
0: did you also not get involved in the in the sort of organizational structure of Laurel?
1: I tried. Uh, I think initially I, I was working towards wanting to do that, but then I decided no. Yeah. Um I should just do and be what I am, which is an actor right now.
4: For you know? uh for context for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Who is Laurel?
0: Laurel. Laurel is the company that Romero founded in Pittsburgh and they did they were the company that sort of where Night the Living Dead came from, right. they were shooting a lot of commercials. They were doing
4: commercials. They did.
0: There's a group. great yes. Calgon commercial.
4: Oh, the Calgon commercial is great. Yeah, like very fantastic. fantastic right. And
1: the juice. They uh, they did a they did one for the juice.
4: Well, for let, me, OJ. let me ask you a question. The it, drink, not the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, let me ask you a question. In 1976, um, was Romero uh, we're saying Romero like everybody knows who it so was Everyone George knows. Romero Everyone's Yeah 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 was George Romero the the zombie guy or the horror guy or whatever that
3: he, he is now
1: He had no he had made his he had made his debut in the horror genre with Night of the Living Dead Right and um, it didn't take off until it had gone to um, – this is all from hearing people talk about it. Right. Um, it didn't really uh, take off for a couple of years until after it came back from uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, nobody in the States was paying any attention to it. and uh, But in Europe, sales were terrific. Um, so, um, when they brought it back from, from New York, I mean, from Europe, it then quickly kind of became, became and, a cult classic.
0: And that was part of the Argento deal, right? Oh, no.
1: yeah.
0: For, yeah. For, for with Dawn, I mean. Right, with exactly, with Dawn. With Dawn, yeah. yeah. Dawn, Remember, yeah. Martin, according to IMDb, anyway, Martin and Dawn essentially came out in the same year. Did.
1: Really? Yeah, that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I, I, I said corrected. Well, not exact, not not exactly. No. I mean Martin everybody says Martin came out in 77 and that's probably correct. I would say the summer of 77. Okay. Uh it was shot it was shot in um, late summer early fall of 76 um because after in november of 76 at th- uh, uh right after thanksgiving i moved to new york mm. and i lived there for 6 years oh wow yeah wow. as
4: we were as we were getting ready for the show i was talking about how um i'm really i'm always really interested in talking to uh film people whether they're actors or filmmakers or, or whoever mm-hmm who mm-hmm. never make the, they never make that move, right, that big move to L.A., you know. Right, and, and or that New
0: Yorker. You know, yeah, and, and,
4: they're, and they're able to do their thing wherever home is, and yeah. how, how um, gratifying that must
1: be. It has its uh, pluses, pluses and minuses. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I did spend actually six years, you know, wanting to be uh, wanting to be a New York actor or get into film more film work. Or um, I didn't choose to move to L.A. I'm not sure what that why I didn't, but um, I didn't. Um, and so I stayed pretty close. I, I had opportunities to work in theater. And so as long as my theater work was going okay, I was fairly satisfied. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go back to Pittsburgh periodically and do plays. Um, uh, it's easier to get jobs outside of New York than it is to get jobs in New York. Right. right. Sure, sure, sure.
4: Can you speak to uh, can you speak for a moment to um, the difference between doing um, stage productions mm-hmm. plays as opposed to doing film work and whether or not mm-hmm. you like one over the other i
1: uh, i i I don't have a choice in terms of liking so much um i do have a i do think that film work is a little simpler for For the actor, um, because we don't have to, um, we don't have to work completely in order or in sequence in film. Mm -hmm. So it gets broken up a little bit. So you're working um, on a little bit less material on a daily basis than you would have to be if you're rehearsing a play. You rehearse for an entire play for, you know, that goes maybe two hours, two and a half hours you rehearse that for 4 to 6 weeks and then you perform it eight times a week uh for another whom depending upon how long the run is um so that's kind of grueling in a way uh what i miss about what i miss about working in the theater versus versus uh film is rehearsal time mm. um we often don't get enough opportunities to rehearse so you have to get to a film set i mean you have to do that too in a play you have to be prepared by the time you get there but you've been working on it you know every day Mm -hmm. um in a film you have to be prepared each day for whatever that day is going to be in other words you better know those you better know your lines for the scene you're going to work on that day or you better you know you'd better know what, what to expect once you hit the set. Um, so that's, if that makes any sense, that's kind of the difference as I see the two.:
0: I the would two think,
2: museums.
0: I would think that stage work would breed a camaraderie that film, film I think film productions, that camaraderie burns really bright, but it doesn't burn very long. Um, right. With, but with you know, when you're doing eight, you're schlepping eight shows a, day, a week, and you're doing it for you know, month at a time. That becomes yeah. that's really your day-to-day grind. And sure. That's your family. So oh, I hear, it, that's your pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I it it is. I mean, I like theater because uh, but here's the thing. You mentioned camaraderie. Uh, for me, that's what theater had uh, really had been for me. It had been a home. Mm-hmm. It had been a, it had been a, a uh, not just a livelihood, but it was a, it was a family situation. Sure. Which I can also add and say that working on a Romero film, um, you were able to have a similar experience, um, because from the time I kind of joined the group working with George. Um uh, he had already developed a crew and a family and a group of people that he kept working with over and over and over and again, so uh everybody learned uh to get to know one another really well and um his his sets were always about you know having a good time mm-hmm. doing sure. the work getting the work done but a lot of humor a lot of laughter and a lot of um a lot of good people you know right. and he was able to work with it was um what's the word i'm looking for it was a kind of um repertory company mm. uh for a while you know like between 1976 and 1985 <laughs> there were a whole bunch of people that worked on all of the same movies mm-hmm. you know Sure. And um, so that was, um, you know, working with George, um, like working in the theater, uh, his, those movies, you know, had a really wonderful kind of family uh, atmosphere about it.
4: I uh, I was interested in, in I, I, I'm going to back up for a little bit. This is not what we sure. we're talking about currently. Um, yep. Yep. When when you went into the army, was it because you drew the lottery, or because you <laughs> wanted to join the
1: army? If, if well, I, you I know, a, a sane a sane person would have been drafted, <laughs> right? Right. right, right. <laughs>
0: I said the <a> story coming.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was not. I was not that sane. When I got out of when. I, When I got out of high school, you know, about all I was ready to do was standing on the corner and spitting. I was not, uh, (laughs) I was not headed to college. I did not have a, you know, a life's goal in mind. So it seemed for me, if I wanted to get out of Dodge, the best and quickest, easiest way for me to do it was, um, was joining the Army. Hmm. Um uh, who would have thunk that in 1969 early 1970 I'd be sent to Vietnam for a year but that's wow. what happened Um Yeah
0: how did that did that experience inform any of your later work
1: I you know what it just kind of informed me in the sense that um I can you know I, I got through it pretty well. I, you know, of course I wasn't, I wasn't a combat guy, so um I didn't have to worry about going out on, you know, on patrol or in, you know, into the bush as they say. You were um, in the shit. <laughs> <laughs> But we were, uh, you know, everything was a target over there, so it didn't really matter. Sure, um, you know, we guarded perimeters of uh, wherever our company was, and the first uh, first six months I was over there, I was working with uh, an engineer company, and they drove trucks and and built roads through the forests mm. and um, things like that. So I, you know, we slept in tents and. Uh, things of that nature. So um, you know, it was like hardcore Boy Scouts.
3: Mm. Right. It
0: was right. a. It was uh, to hear Savini tell it was a, it was a boon for him because
1: suddenly yeah. there was
0: this tableau of all this stuff ah, you know, was, that he was. could draw from later. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And did. Yeah, for sure. well, for him, sh- sure. I, uh, well, he was what he was a photographer. As far yeah. I was, for, yeah. Right.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah me I was a I was a I I was a clerk. I was a company clerk. I got I got lucky.
3: Good for um, you,
1: sir.
4: I too yep. joined the army about a decade later than you did. And Is that so? Yeah, and I and I wound I was a I was chairborn. I was a person huh? administration. So
3: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. What that
1: yeah. Is that? Is, let me see if I can remember the MOS. Is it seventy-one? Uh, is it a seventy-one H MOS? Is that seventy-five Bravo, sir? Uh, 75, seventy-five Bravo. Okay.
3: <laughs> I have no <laughs>
4: idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. It's, it's
4: basically a way to hide.
1: Oh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So. Absolutely.
4: So, so George Romero comes and sees a play. Or yep. a few plays, and he's like, yep. "You're the dude. You're the dude. I yep. want to star in my next film. I want to. I want to tell you, my, uh, my exposure to, to George Romero, um, was Martin. It was not yes. Night oh. of the Living Dead. It wasn't Dawn of the Living or Dawn of the Dead. Oh, great! It was. I'm Martin. glad to hear that. And I, I- holy shit, <laughs> holy, <laughs> I, yeah." Seriously, put that on your holy poster. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Langley West. Holy shit! And <laughs> well, it's.
0: It, Romero says it's his personal favorite film.
4: Yeah, Dude, it's
1: amazing. It is an amazing film. Okay. Yeah, it, it it is. You know, it never. Yeah, you know, it got really great reviews outside. Uh, you know, uh, when it uh, first landed in New York, I couldn't get arrested because of it, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, it played. It played in New York, and it, it, you know they set it into. I mean, what what they had to do. I mean, it came out the same year as uh, Eraserhead, <laughs> um, right? Right. And it's so
0: similar in tone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and um, so it was up against. You know, it was up against that and a couple of other movies that came out that same year. But, um, it got really good reviews. I mean, it was mentioned in you know i was it was there was an article on it in Playboy and there was newsweek and um so there was some um there was some uh hype on it um however, it was um pretty much mostly kind of a word of mouth thing, and that's where it sort of remained and I don't think the producer ever really latched on to it and 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 sold it very well. And I know they had trouble with distribution and things of that nature. But as a as a film, uh I'm I'm with George. I think it's a, I think it's the best one of his, of the group. Uh I think it's the most focused. I think it's the most clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think dramatically, it's the most solid,
3: mm-hmm. you know.
1: Um, so, and and to be perfectly honest, I'm really proud of the work I did with it. In it,
3: you
4: should be. Yeah, I wanted to ask you. you this is the hard thing, right, about doing a podcast is that you don't know. You don't know if people know what Martin is. Sure. That's right. So, so, sure. so we're gonna give it. Is it okay if I give this? Yeah, context give it, Oh nice? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Martin is about this young guy who um, either has, <laughs> either has. I'm already dying over here. <laughs> either has decided that he needs blood to live, uh, uh, right? Uh, drinking blood, or, right. or right. he's a
0: vampire, yeah. right? right. And sent yeah, to, sent to live with an, an aging. Grandfather, exactly, exactly. Yes,
1: yeah. He's actually Kuda is actually Martin's cousin. Cousin, yes.
0: um, yeah.
1: And everybody mistakes him for his uncle, or he's Christine's uncle. Right, but right. he's my he's my cousin. So um, dealing with the family you know, shame. Listen. That's correct. Yes. By the yes. way, played
0: by Lauren Mazel, who's what a. President yeah, of the it guys.
1: Lincoln. Lincoln, Lincoln myself and Lord. yeah, Lauren is his son. Yeah, Lauren. Lauren is a world-renowned um, uh, symphony conductor. Mhm. Yes. So, but um, uh, Lincoln. Lincoln Mazzel played it. He, uh, by Lauren, the way, lived to be 106 years old.
0: Yeah. Wow. Lauren was the founder of Pittsburgh Chamber Music Society and the Pittsburgh Youth Symphony. Um, his Lincoln was a singer. As well, yeah.
1: He right, music. he was. What and his wife course. was involved in in music too. Yeah. she um, she started a program in Pittsburgh called Gateway to Music.
3: Mm,
1: cool. So um, yeah, they're a pretty uh, outstanding family in terms of uh, in terms of their positions in life as musicians and teachers and the like.
4: So for for listeners who haven't seen Martin. God yep. damn it get on it, <laughs> ama- it, it,
3: it that's it, right
4: it is it's amazing did,
0: in your opinion i i and i know i've asked you this before, but in your opinion was
1: he uh, uh, um well uh, he he did take blood so if 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 that if he did that uh, i guess that means there's a the, that he that he could be called a vampire. Okay. Um, I'm not. Sh- you know, I think he was. You know, as we all can be, a crazy mixed up kid. Mm. Uh, I think he, you know. I think it's a situation if you're told something long enough, often enough, uh, you start to believe it about yourself.
3: Sure. 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 Sure.
1: Um, so I don't think there's any real. Magic involved in in and his <laughs> or any cult uh, occult well, or I thought,
0: uh, I thought that what was interesting was is you know is when you think vamp it's a film you know a vampire film, you think Christopher Lee you think a man in sure. control of the room sure, and sure. here is a character sure. that is completely opposite he's a yes. a bumbling in many ways kid who's just trying to find his way yeah. and in fact spoiler um is undone by something that's not even his fault. Right.
1: That's right. That's so. correct.
0: But I do think it overall it ta- it speaks a lot about family. I think the film speaks a lot about it tradition and I, I think agree. the film speaks a lot about addiction.
1: Yeah, oh, I agree with all of those things. I'm um smart. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, the addiction I think the addiction thing is a uh is is a real hook. Mm. Um, you know, uh addictions come in many many forms (laughs) sure um and so this is a way i i suppose for this poor young man to be you know to find a sexual partner a friend a um somebody he can be close to um his the obvious Intimacy issues. Mm-hmm. Um, well, a lifetime uh, so. of being
0: told that you were something otherworldly—I could right. see how that would affect that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And it was a way, I think, for uh, to be special as well. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know. You, the, the, you know, his family. You don't know. I'm really special. You know, right. but
4: you can't see that because you can't see past your own superstition. John, John do you right. know? Do you know what was? Uh, Romero's uh, inspiration for this, because it, at the time, this is a really unique and cool <laughs> idea. Like, like modern vampires, it's kind of like holy shit. Like Other than what Dracula in 1972, or
0: yeah, yeah but you, you don't, don't get much
4: he,
3: of that. It still you,
4: wasn't the same. You yeah, know, no, it, no. I'm saying it, you don't is... get
0: that vampirism set in the modern
4: day. Right, exactly. And it, yeah, right, true. Uh,
1: I, you know, uh, I know he read. You know, he had read Anne Rice's uh, interview with a vampire, and um, he may have gotten some of what, you know, inspired him from that uh, for Martin. Hmm. Uh, Here's what I think has always been the case with George and his work, is that it seems to me that all of his films are a unique uh, idea in other words he does he's not trying to necessarily uh you know do something because it's going to be commercially uh valuable it's he does it because he wants to make a film about something interesting mm-hmm. uh so i think all of his all even even the each of the dead films, The Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, um, were all unique and unto themselves. I mean, they, they play as individual films, in fact, and um, and they all have different scenarios and, and ideas.
3: Um, right, right. And,
1: and, so, and I think that's what makes George Romero, you know... Who he is is yeah, that he yeah. he's able to come up with and is inspired by new ideas.
0: Do you know, what I think I really appreciate about George is that he his films really capture the time at which they were made. Even the early oh, stuff. Uh, the, oh, for sure. Season of the Witch is very much late 60s, and sure. and, and, yep. and he moved through and the, um, the Crazies is very much of that time period. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and by the awesome. time we get to Dawn and Martin, Martin is so indicative of that part of the country at that time. In his oh,
1: for sure. I mean, you know, knowing where it was shot in Braddock, a steel town,
3: mm-hmm. that
1: even in 1976 was in bad, bad, bad shape because yeah. the the industry had, was already leaving Pittsburgh at that time. So. Uh, it was a bombed-out city then, or a town then. It's worse now. I mean, uh-huh. it's it's just as vacant and just as um, um, problematically uh, poor. And it's it's uh, great
0: from a filmmaker because your your set design of blight is <laughs> it is pre-made. It's, pretty made. There. You it's, know it's right time. there. Yeah, it's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, is it? Yeah, it's is it, true. Is it true that? George originally wanted Martin to be entirely in black and white?
1: You know, I'm not sure of that. Um, I I do remember hearing talk about it, but uh, I honestly don't know if that was Mm -hmm. something he absolutely wanted to do, but I've heard heard it discussed.
0: Okay. The other thing I want to ask about is uh, I read somewhere that the original cut of the film was 245
1: yeah it was a pretty long version. There was a pretty long version of it um yeah I kept hearing like three hours and something but um I, the truth is that I don't remember i know I've seen that particular version mm-hmm. but i I don't recall necessarily what was taken out of it um to uh. make it one ninety 190 or one ninety one. Well, it
0: says here, uh scenes that were lost was the conversation between Martin and the man in the restroom stall at this train station. More dialogue oh, yeah. from Kuda about vampire lore and a scene yeah. of Martin and Arthur talking. I don't know that, you know, that well, I, fills an hour, but okay.
1: I don't either, yeah. I I <laughs> Well I have to The way the way <laughs> The way it sits, it sounds. I mean, the way it exists at this moment, you know, at ninety. I think it's like ninety-one minutes or something. Yeah. Um, that uh, everything, everything that needs to be there to tell a story is there. So I don't think anybody's really missing.
3: No.
0: I, I agree. Story. Yeah,
1: I don't think they're missing story from... They're missing footage, perhaps, but they're not <laughs> missing story.
0: Well, I think it, at 90 what-have-you minutes, Martin um, is a tight little watch
3: of it the is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Is.
4: Martin, you, yeah. Go ahead. I was, no, I was just going to say, Martin is one of my favorite quote-unquote vampire films mm-hmm. because of oh, it. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, it, 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 but, but really what carries Martin... In, in, in no matter how you look
1: at it, no matter how you cut it, is your performance
3: yeah. absolutely? Ah,
1: uh, thank you so much. I should have been a star.
3: <laughs> you
4: are. You
1: are a star.
4: What are you talking
3: about? Uh, in our world, I am. Yeah, yeah. I
1: no. am. You're right. You're right. I am a star. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> I, I just think there was
0: there was this in. An innocence, and, and even, I think, the it being your first film, there's a wide-eyed aspect to it. Dude, that's, that's what it, makes it so awesome. Makes it that,
4: so amazing. Is here. that John is... Uh, we're going to blow smoke up your dress for yeah, a minute. Yeah, we're totally going <laughs> to yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know how old you were whenever you made it.
1: You uh, s- I can tell you if you want to know. Absolutely. Sure, I was 27.
4: Okay. 27. And, yeah. and you could be... And that character so this uh, I think this speaks to your acting ability.
1: Um, and your genetics. Uh, I was just gonna say <laughs> I think it speaks more to my genes than it does to my You ability. can
4: be anywhere from
1: seventeen <laughs> to yeah to that that, yeah. that
0: surprises me because I was thinking late teens. Yeah,
3: exactly. You know? yeah. Like, like, yeah. yeah.
1: Especially no, some But of the remember, see, I went I went to the army in in right. sixty nine. I was nineteen. Yeah. Uh, right. When I came back, I was almost 22. I was 22, and when I started college, I was 23. So I was 27 four years later when I graduated. Sure. Did, so that 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 did it. Do you
0: that remember doing uh, the the voiceover that George wanted? I do.
1: Re- I do remember doing the voiceovers. Yes, I do. They were interesting. I thought. And and maybe if one or two of them was kept, that would have been cool. Yeah, they're um, they're available
0: supposedly, and there's in the novelization.
1: They include have all someone- that stuff. Uh, r- Right, I have the novelization. Really? Uh, I- I've never opened it because it came in a package. Oh, right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I-, I have the novelizations of Dawn and Night. Um, I would I would love to get my hands on them, Martin. I should do that.
1: I Yeah, I do have a little you know, if I have two, it's uh, if I have two roaming around uh, a cupboard somewhere I'll <laughs> oh, send you. <laughs> I would
0: compromise myself, sir, for one of those. I think <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Tom just had a spasm, I think. <laughs> um
4: so so your next film project after Martin is Dawn right. um, is Dawn of the Dead, yeah? Yeah. Yes, correct. Were you like I have cider I have to ask this were you like really like I'm playing I was the star of this last movie and now you've got me playing this Well <laughs> you were he was you were casting director on Dawn, yeah? Is that
1: Well, yes. Um, to a point I was casting director. I mean, I helped find a lot of the local people um certainly I was helpful and a little bit influential with David Engie because David and I, David um, was in the repertory company um, at Point Park at the Playhouse when I started college there. Mm. So I knew him from, I knew him from like 1972. Um, so I did help, you know, connect David to them.
0: And then David uh, hooked up Scott, right? Because they were waiters together. Well,
1: we all worked on... Yeah, I met Scotty when I moved to New York. Um, there was a whole bunch... Christine Forrest worked for um, a guy who was... I'm trying to come up with his name. I can't think of it right now. But there was a restaurant that he ran and owned in New York right across from the public theater called Lady Astor's. So she worked there, and... Um, I when I went up, I got a job there. Scotty was already working there, uh, and there were a couple of other waitresses that played some bit roles in some of the other films um, that George did later on. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so there was uh, so there was a group of people there that Christine kind of put together because we all worked at the same at the same restaurant. Right. And this was the most decadent restaurant in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, But it was great. But that's where I met Scott. And, and David then got a job up there, and I was working there. And so a whole lot of people came out of that little restaurant. Wow,
3: funny how
0: that is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah.
1: And you played... There are several of them. Um, the guy, I, God, I wish I could... I, his name is on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, he is in he's the um he's in the train station uh getting uh boarding the train at the beginning of Martin, uh kind of tall, heavy oh, right. set guy with a yeah, mustache. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was the guy that ran the um uh that uh, owned the restaurant that we all worked at. Uh, there you go. Cool. Uh, there you yeah. go. So, I mean yeah yeah there are yeah, I mean there are friends all over the place in Romero. That's, films. that's what I think
4: that's one of the things so there's a lot of things. But there, one of the things I think that separates movies that are made outside of the Hollywood system yeah. um from the studio system is inherently, yeah. whether you realize it or not, you pick up on this vibe of mm-hmm. uh, these are folks that have all that, they're friends. Mm-hmm. And yes. there's and and we've talked about this many times on the show, this whole uh our gang
1: well, Let's yeah, make uh, a sh- I let's, have a barn I, Yeah, let's, let's have, have a podcast. show back.
0: And that was laurel in and of itself, yes. right? Yeah. It was I think
1: so. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I think it was.
4: Uh well, and, and and I think it makes for something special. Right, you uh, so you played
1: Rico. I didn't even know this character had a name. The last Puerto Rican bandit. Uh, well, I think I think I think his name. <laughs> there's a big fight, you know, not a fight, because really, I don't give a shit. Uh, but but uh, one of the guys, one of the guys that that played another Hispanic in that, um, um, uh, Joe Shelby, sweet man uh he continually says that his he played martinez
3: huh
1: and uh I'm pretty sure it was me yeah, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: but, but he seems to need it he seems to need it, so yeah. i let him i let him have that hispanic on the roof for me is 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 probably close enough, and that's a stretch too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I just I love the line reading about um, look at all the there's two there's so many fucking pigs there's something. a thousand
1: the, yeah. Uh, yeah something about the, uh, there's a thousand pigs up yeah
0: and immediately
3: <laughs>
1: shot <laughs> yeah right, well you that. know that came about only because they needed somebody on the roof. They right. Yeah. And and so Savini grabbed me and said, "John, come here. We're going to put you up on the roof. You're going to." And he put in he put some bad, you know, um, Spanish makeup on me, you know, Mexican makeup, whatever yeah. that's supposed to be. Um you look like all clothes
0: and makeup <laughs> <There>. <laughs> it's
1: a little uh yeah, yeah. it's a little on i c I'm afraid no, but I just, I just
0: when you appear it's like ah uh,
4: it's well, so, it just it, it what always
1: <laughs> what always occurred to me
4: was uh, what there there aren't any hispanic people yeah. if there
1: aren't any Hispanic actors in Pittsburgh
3: Not at 3 in the morning, and we need you
1: right now. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Yes, that's correct. The second part of that is correct. Not at 3 in the morning, there aren't, no. Uh,
0: (laughs) Uh, You were also, a. it says here, a a mall parking lot zombie whose arm is pulled off, and you were thrown over a mall balcony by Peter.
1: (laughs) Wow. As John Lovitz would say, acting. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, that could be. Well, that, I think that, that could be. That's I think a, somebody. I think there's a. I think there's a fan out there that uh, kind of follows follows these things rather closely.
3: Yeah, And And
1: um, I, I think he's made up his own mind about <laughs> <laughs> about what I've done and 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 what I'm supposed to do, and you know.
0: But you know, interesting. In other
1: words, it all comes from him and not necessarily <laughs> the spirit.
0: <laughs> but it, it, it's further indication of the uh, the sort of oh okay atmosphere of a Romero set. Like we, right. we need we yeah. need someone Hispanic. Grab that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. It also yeah. so um, that's on the positive side. And I won't go into this too much, but on the negative side, and we've talked about this on the show a lot. I'm not a fan of the I'm not a fan of the pie fight. Um, and it's from that kind of an atmosphere <laughs>
4: where you get you hit a thing like right yeah let's do this right
0: well
3: I yeah. think,
4: and and Tom and I kind of we don't necessarily disagree but in Dawn in Dawn of the Dead um, that's kind of where you lose it right it, yeah it, it, and and I'm kind of like oh we're getting a glimpse into uh, the I don't know the chaos. Of filming mm-hmm. night shoots for sure oh yeah you know, sure. for a long time in this, yeah. in this mall where we have to clean up by you know i don't know nine o'clock in the morning or whatever that's uh, right yeah uh let's you tell me what you did I don't want to move
0: on, but i have so we have so we have so much stuff to um uh how did you get involved with uh toxic zombies oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love it. Was it just a hey. thing keeps coming back and biting me in the butt.
0: Uh, uh, I love that film. That film is so batshit crazy that it's funny. Oh,
1: it doesn't make it stupid. It's a stupid <laughs> movie.
3: <laughs> there was
1: no reason there was no reason for it. I, I you know, I just I think it started actually as a student film. Okay. And uh mm-hmm chuck mccann who was a nice guy i don't know what he did for a living but he was a nice fella uh... and uh... he had this movie and i auditioned for it and not knowing not knowing anything about it uh, this was when i first moved to new york and so i was just looking around for work and it was like the first thing that came up and uh, that's how i got involved in it um... I knew it was, um, I knew it was bad from the beginning, but, you know, I got a weekend of work out of it, so. Yeah, that's, and the that, check cleared. What, Good yeah. enough. That's, you, you that's said, why I did it. You so. said Chuck
0: McCann?
1: Is it, I think, I think, I think that's what his name is. No, was. I'm just curious, because there's a. Not immediate... the same Chuck McCann who was a voice. Artist. The Maytag so, guy.
0: Not, not the Maytag guy. No,
1: not that guy. Okay. okay no,
0: not him. Um, moving on to Knight Riders. Uh, uh-huh. you, you played Whiteface. Uh, talk about Romero doing uh, something that you really can't put your... It's indefinable, Man, right?
4: it's a really hard film to put your finger
1: on, right? Yeah. Night Riders?
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: It's
4: kind of this
0: Arthurian tale but it's set in Correct. a weird world of uh, renaissance fairs and motorcycle jousting it's so weird that
1: yeah that's right and you get to see another Tom Savini, another you know. original idea <laughs> absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah absolutely
0: uh holly hunter was a pa on that film supposedly
1: really she yeah. may have been yeah she may have been
0: here's the one that got the things that gets me about night riders though supposedly romero said his first cut was 17 hours what oh, Jesus
1: Christ! <laughs> I read that. i like, that can't be right. Yeah, <laughs> no that uh, that doesn't sound correct. Uh, it's it's on the
0: uh, IMD page. Maybe they
1: shot seventeen hours of film. So <laughs> <miles.
0: laughs> uh, King's in that for a second and a half. King's yeah, he is, yeah Who is Stephen King? Stephen King.
1: Yes, he is. Yes, yeah, yeah. Stephen King is in it and. Uh, a lot of the regulars, too, you know, from earlier days mm. um, were there. And uh, uh, the actors certainly uh, playing the knights on motorcycles were all uh, Don people. And uh, Savini was in that was, it. Was that like Tazzo Tasso. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tasso. So Tasso was in it. Um, I mean, just a ton of people. that... Savini in a diaper. Savini was a <laughs> he, he. He was he was the um, he was the antagonist.
4: Yeah, yeah, he birth. played the, the black knight. right? I just
1: imagine. That's correct. Tom,
4: Tom,
0: put a shirt on. Come on. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're we're at <laughs> lunch. Put a shirt on. But uh, he was great. John
1: played Whiteface. Whiteface,
0: or well, was yeah, kind of a I jester.
1: Did. Yes. Yes. Yes indeed. Yes indeed. I was asked I, I was offered one of two roles um which was uh, the the role that um who al- who also was a kind of gesture Randy Kovitz, mm. um who ultimately in the movie we find out he's in love with uh, the gay guy mm. what's his name? Um so I was offered his role or the role of Whiteface, and, the, and Whiteface came with no lines, right, and a ten and a ten-week contract. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I chose that, <laughs> uh, not entirely for that reason, but um, you know. Uh, part of partly night riders <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: is one of those films when we talk when I talk Romero films with people it's always i we i'm happy to get there with night riders and martin right because that means we've gotten through all the dead stuff <laughs> right 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 and now we're <laughs> on to stuff that's a little more more meaty it's and, more interesting
1: and, yeah yeah yeah
0: i think know. so it's, okay cool I, I think so uh speaking of Stephen king um, Yep. Yeah. It sort of leads us into Creepshow and your role yeah. as the father in Father's Day uh, right. buried under Savini what, Rice Krispies and latex?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It took Tom about a month to actually make that, uh, create that um, uh, costume and, and, and mask. It was a mask, mm. uh, a full head mask that I sat under plaster for uh as well as um hands and arms um, that became kind of gloves for me um, and the mouthpiece would was I could move my jaw and the mouthpiece would move mm. um, and the whole costume he he uh, Tom actually cast me in the role I, um he called me primarily because they needed somebody uh, uh, slight that was not heavy, um, so that they could keep this emaciated look, um, in the costume. Sure. Um, so, you know, I, w- I weighed maybe 130 pounds soaking wet at that point, and, and, um, so I, I was his choice. So I went in and did, um, a week's worth of, approximately a week's worth of sitting under plaster and, getting tested for makeup stuff. And uh, then I got a week's work um, of shooting, of filming. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh,
1: But it took Tom about a month to make the doggone thing.
3: Wow. Sure, sure.
1: You
0: know, that slight character actor role, that's all Doug Jones is doing. You know, that's
3: his... Stock that's his, trade. Yeah, i super meat. thin. I can his, fit in anything. Yeah, it's
4: meat and potatoes. Yeah, that's not to. That's not. am his, yeah. his yeah. acting yeah, ability. He's, he's great. No, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: were, was your relationship with John Russo for thing for Midnight? Uh, was that just based on your relationship with George, and he was shooting a film?
1: Uh, it was based on my relationship with Raymond Lane, actually, and Raymond was uh, uh played the lead in Always Vanilla. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, For listeners, Ra- that's
4: an early Romero, Romero. thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, my involvement with Midnight came about because of Raymond, um, not because. Uh, I, and I met John Russo through that process mm. uh, during that process.
0: Had you all been bouncing around the same parts of Pittsburgh?
1: Well, uh, at that time, I think it was like 1980. Or midnight mm, came out in 82. So 82. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, we were well. I was. I know. I was. I was. I was in town doing plays. I was doing a play actually at the Playhouse uh, because shortly after that, I was hired part time to teach. Mm. Um I the the first day of shooting Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I was drunk i uh I went to the set uh and I was pissed off too because he he knew I was opening in this play and it was a big deal it was called it was a play called a life in the theater and um and it was a big deal because it was a fiftieth playhouse reunion mm. and that meant that everybody over the past fifth that had been involved with the playhouse were coming to the playhouse to see this play, and to hold their big party, big reunion, and Jack, as we used to call him, uh, would not change my start time or my start date. Wow! Um, and he pissed me off, so I just got I just stayed at the reunion, got loaded, and then went to shoot at like you know one o'clock in the morning or something. I I you can't even see me in the fucking scene. Uh, so um anyway, that was my that was my that was my fun time on uh on midnight. On uh, midnight, yeah.
0: I uh and that this brings us today, uh
4: to day
1: yeah.
0: which yeah. um is one of my favorite of the, the dead films.
4: Me to to. Right. Yeah, you're you're a bigger yeah. fan of Day than 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 day. I am.
1: I Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm a bigger fan of day than I am of dawn.
4: Yeah, so
3: that <laughs> is. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I
4: will say this: day definitely has better effect. Way better effect. Sure, sure. Oh and my, so yeah,
1: effects.
0: heck yeah. yeah!
4: Some great. There's some
0: great yeah. acting in there too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I think there is. I mean, I uh, you know some of it's over the top, but some of them, some of it's really clear and honest. I think. And, and by some, so.
0: we mean Joe Palatino. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yes, I agree. I think it's so bad. Yeah. I,
0: I think the guy who plays. Dr. But you Lowe, know,
1: Joe was doing exactly what he was he needed to do. Sure. You know, it was exactly what it kind of needed to to oh, be.
0: In my book, he gets a pass just for the the uh, the being pulled apart scene with the broken him. Yeah, they do the choke on him scene, but when they when they shot it, they they went away for the weekend. When they yeah. came back. The refrigerator that had all the guts in it had been unscrewed. Yeah. Oh us. yeah,
1: so, <laughs> were you there? Uh, not, well, I, I, I'm trying to remember if I was there for that particular scene, but uh, I heard all the stories. Yeah, oh, for sure. He was it getting sounds busted. horrible. It, it, sounds horrible. <laughs> it
4: sounds horrible.
3: Trapped in yeah, the floor, it was pretty covered, awful.
0: Covered in fetid cow guts is not my mm. idea. This is acting.
2: Yeah. yeah, I shaved my yeah.
0: legs for this,
3: <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but
0: I love your I love your character because he's got he's a real the real sort of one of the chambers of the heart of the film, right? And when yeah, he, and when he dies, it's it's sudden,
4: it's shocking, and and it's uh, it's fairly graphic. It sends you into, yeah. and it also helps send you into. Um, and
1: that which is to come. Yeah.
4: Well, it's shit, shit. Shit just got real. Yeah, exactly. Is what? The, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh
0: And from then on, let's see. In uh, you, did you take a break between day and in '85 and no pets in '94 to teach?
1: Uh, I I didn't take a break necessarily. <laughs> I mean, you know, teaching had uh, in from '82 on teaching. Really became the thing that I was doing and working in the theater, because I also direct in theater. Mm. Um, so directing and teaching really became the thing i I paid attention to uh, in the in the in the eighties, and I got better at it too, in the nineties, uh, and did more, much more. Um, directing what I, than, than anything.
0: Well, I had read here is that you've done Hair, Driving Miss Daisy, Three Penny Opera, Quills, and I would, oh yeah. I would love to have seen your Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Yeah, oh yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we.
1: Did. Yeah, I did a lot of work and I did a lot of work okay. directing work, and I I still well I haven't in a while because I'm I'm getting closer and closer to kind of to retirement. Mm. Um, once I get my kid through college, I'll be uh, I'll be a little more um, free wheeling on my own. I sure hope, either. and we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I veered from your question. I apologize. What did you say? No, no, I, got... I don't
4: even remember. Well, I I, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, John, as yeah. somebody who's approaching retirement, and and you're you're kind of known for this you know certain body of work yeah um, but and in the meantime you're doing all this other work that like you know the, the horror magazines or the horror websites aren't paying attention to uh, um, is it is it odd to uh, go and do conventions and things Is that, do you I guess my question is do you see that as a chore that you have to do or do you like
1: do you enjoy doing it no, I enjoy doing it. I I mean, I first of all, I'm not a I'm not a convention hound, you know what I mean? I'm sure. not out there every fucking weekend, you know, trying to sell my autographs. Right. Um uh, I I do maybe, you know, I'm lucky to do a couple a year. Um and but um I didn't even know they existed until about 9 or 10 years ago. Oh wow. Yeah. So, uh there this thing had been going on long before I was even aware of
3: it. Sure.
1: Um so no, I don't I, I um, th- they're fun for me because um I I really enjoy uh, meeting the fans. And, um, I mean, they're, they're the people that matter anyway at those things. I mean, sure. we're there for them. And you know what I'm saying? Sure. Uh, so I, I, I enjoy meeting them because, you know, they love, first of all, these guys, a lot of them are filmmakers themselves.
3: Sure. Right. Right.
1: And, and a lot of them are, you know, wanting to do this as a, as a life's work. And so there's a great deal of sincerity and appreciation for the genre as well as for the people that worked on, on, uh, that had done the filmmaking and the acting and the directing. And so I'm there for the fan and, uh, the, and I'm satisfied doing that a couple of times a year. There's nobody out there, at least not me, I'm not going to get rich by going to conventions.
3: Right. Right.
1: Um so uh I know I'm just I'm I'm there for them. So uh I enjoy going. I well, I enjoy it. I don't party when I go because right. I just don't party anymore. I'm you know.
4: Right. But yeah. and yeah. But great. at some point, been there. We grow up. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. You, you're so it, preachy to the choir on that one. This one. Uh, it's hard to grow up. I still, it's it's I, very difficult.
0: Yeah, I, I, mean, I plan to fight it every step of the way.
1: Every step oh, of yeah. the way. What do, do you do? Do everything you can.
4: You run a podcast.
1: That's right. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to get me one of these. Yeah, you'd be great on one of these.
0: Uh, let's see there's a couple things I wanted to ask about briefly Um, there uh, real quickly a small thing on Martin there are two scores to Martin there's the Rubenstein score which is the one in in the American release and then there's a Goblin
1: score right I've never heard the Goblin score
0: it's mostly there's it's, it's their album Roller in its entirety, plus a couple of others. So have you ever seen the cut that has the Italian? Well, clearly not, because no. you didn't. No,
1: I haven't. I, um, I'm so curious
0: about. I, it. I have. I
1: have. I. Have, I. I think I have the Italian version of this. Yeah, it's called Bum-
0: Vampire.
1: Yeah, I think I have that. Yeah. But um, no, I, I've never. No, I've never listened to the Goblin score. Oh, uh, I, I had a chance to meet Dario Argento. Um, I went to, I was sent, Richard Rubenstein reluctantly paid for an airfare for me to go to Italy for a screen test with Argento.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, it obviously didn't turn out. <laughs> Uh, I think it was for Suspiria. Oh wow. Oh wow. And um so I I I met Argento. i w I'm not a f I'm not an Argento fan. Not an Argento he's an odd guy. That. Yeah. Yeah, he is an odd guy. He was an odd guy. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 We we
0: talked before about the situation with the black mask that he was going it was supposedly uh a pro a, a, a project that Fulci was going to do, and uh-huh. then Argento pulled it at the last minute, gave it to Sergio Stivaletti, and Fulci died shortly thereafter. It right. broke his heart.
1: Right, right. right. Oh, oh boy, yeah, yeah. that's
0: horrible. Um, I'm just curious because the Rubenstein, Rubenstein score is very sort of weird, jazzy, like depressed, jazzy. Yeah, it- and the <laughs> Goblin score is really prog-rocky and right. and and more. It's it's goblin. Yeah, it's, it's goblin. It's exactly. Well, which
1: which which do you think is there a better or is is? Well, I think as a the,
0: record goes, I think the goblin one
4: is a better record. Um, I don't uh-huh. know how
0: it would have worked. With, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Married, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah there's That's so, interesting. It, it's interesting how it would have changed the whole movie. How of it. much? Yeah, exactly. How much? It it just goes to show you how every element that goes into a film is important.
1: You know, oh, for sure.
4: And and how it can change things drastically. It might be a performance. It might be music. It might be, it might be right. the costumer. You know?
0: And interestingly yeah. enough, it's like a lot of the time the the actor on the set, he doesn't know what he's acting to, what kind of music is going to be chosen, because right. that's months later.
1: So that's correct. Is
4: that weird, seeing... Is, is it... I guess weird is the wrong word. Is it fun... Um, seeing the final product like you you, you know what yeah. you've done on on set but
1: yeah it is fun I mean I've never had a problem excuse me I've never had a problem I'm not one of these actors oh my god I can't watch myself um, I never had that kind of issue so I've always enjoyed I like to go to uh, if I can you know I like to go to dailies and see what's going on and, sure. and I like to see the progress of it Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in, because I come from a place that we create art through collaboration, theater. That's what theater does.
3: Absolutely. Well, I think
1: filmmaking is exactly the same. Uh, the artist is created. The film is the art form, um, and everybody that puts this art form together and has a hand in it, uh, ha- owns a piece of that creation, you know. So it's very collaborative, um, and uh, that's a real satisfying way to be able to work uh, is to get a good, solid collaboration out of a uh, diverse group of people.
4: Mm. Yeah, I nothing beats having a platoon behind you, man.
1: That's right. There you yeah, go.
0: it's it's weird. I'm I'm a guy who's the polar opposite of that. I, I look at collaboration and I go. That is something so amazing that I know I could never do.
1: Well, you're a writer. I know. You're a writer. I was just going to say, yeah, you write write for a living, don't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, (laughs) but the idea that I just, I look at it, and I wish I longed for that, but I just know that in the room I'd be like, well, Fire him. Uh... I'd i be Frank Darabont.
3: <laughs> Send an email
1: <laughs> which we'll get to in a yeah, second. Yeah, what happened? Did he just did, did I see that he just he, he 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 came out with some kind of um well there's statement a statement against
0: there's a lawsuit going on. Um, ah. for his dismissal from Walking Dead. Between him and AMC. Yeah. But AMC. that's
1: been how many years now, though? Right. But that's what
0: happened what... was is somebody involved in, I think, for
1: AMC, I'm not sure,
0: AMC somebody yes. released some emails and if if this film thing doesn't work out, Frank Darabont can give classes in how to choose someone's ad. Dude! I, you,
4: here's, <laughs> hey, well, here's what occurred to me when those came out. I'm like, okay, AMC fucker. You're trying, to, you're trying to show uh, Frank Darabont as this monster, yeah. right? But, he's not. But, but really what happened was, I'm like,
3: fucking yeah, hey, man. At like, one
0: point, John, he says uh, that he should beat someone's head in with a brick and throw their body out a window. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well worth checking out. Yeah,
1: it, I yeah. will. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so. Tell me what you're working on now. I mean, are you, you're just well.
1: For, clearly, you're on I, you know, vacation. I'm, I'm yeah, not working, I'm not working on shit. I'm not working on anything right now. Um, I'm. I'm. Uh, I actually took a leave of absence from school um, in January, um, and then normally I also have my summers off. So I'm in that period of time
4: nice.
3: and
1: then i'm taking a sabbatical for the fall so i'm not going back to work until january nice. holy
4: crap man that's awesome yeah man <laughs> wow
1: just fuck yeah that's just, the way it's supposed to be toes in the sand well I I, I I put 35 years in you know absolutely oh yeah
4: yeah so, let, yeah. Let me
1: so ask you- i i I can do this. <laughs> Let me ask you
4: a question, John. If somebody mm-hmm. if somebody called you up and said, Hey, man, do you, you want to be in something? Are you in that space anymore? Or are you... Um, it you depends know, on who no, it is.
1: I, yeah, right now I'm not seeking it. There's a kid that wants me to do something for him in January. Uh, I don't know him, really. I'm trying to get to know him and see what it's about. and. It's it's not a real big deal, but I don't personally actively chase acting anymore.
0: Sure. Well, yeah. I mean,
1: when you're um, teaching,
0: I imagine your hands are full.
1: Uh, well, they are when I'm, yeah, at work. Uh, I And at work, at Point Park, right now, one of my, you know, a big project for me over the last ten years has been working with Bill Nunn um who is terrific character actor i don't know if you know who bill is mm-hmm. you'll know you'll know who he is if i if i tell you that he was um in spike lee's do the right thing and he played raheem
3: yeah right. uh, radio, radio raheem, raheem. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah and then went on to do you know a whole bunch of other stuff that, regarding henry um he did uh, he he was in the um, sister act movies uh playing her bodyguard and um he he did a lot of work um school days again with Spike Lee and yeah. anyhow he's a hometown guy he lived in Atlanta for most of his career and would go from Atlanta to to Los uh, to uh Los Angeles um to work but um he came home about 12 years ago and he and I became good friends and um so we've been we've been we created a uh the Bill Nunn outreach theater project nice and we've been um, sponsoring um uh the August Wilson competition uh that takes place in in New York there are 12 cities now that are involved with it and Point Park has been fortunate enough that I've been able to find a way for us to provide some scholarship money for some of these kids that um, that do the competition. Uh, I was able to give a $25,000 scholarship to a young woman just a couple of months nice. ago. Wow, um, that's
3: awesome.
1: So, yeah, it is awesome. I mean, and, and that's the kind of thing I'm, I'm, you know, kind of trying to develop, find ways to to through theater, uh but it doesn't necessarily have to be for theater, but through theater, getting these kids some education and getting them into schools. So important. Uh, that's really the that's the that's the focus that I kind of have uh at the moment. Um and let's see, what other big projects do I have ahead? I really wanna buy something here. I don't have the money for it, but I'd love to buy something here. Oh, where you're at of,
4: now? You mean on the island? East of
1: North Carolina, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I that. Um, cool. I'm Sounds definitely great. coming back next year and maybe sooner. Anyway. Right on.
0: Well, we're going to... Um, go ahead. I was just going to say, we're going we're gonna to wind this up and let you get back to that... What was that? You were watching well, The Godfather. Well,
1: yeah, he's, uh, he's in the... Uh, He's in the Huac uh, meeting uh, 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 sessions right now. (laughs) Nice. Did you see? Are are you
4: excited about Scorsese's new thing where he's bringing back?
1: I uh, I am. Yeah, I am. It's gonna be. Is it gonna happen? I hope so. The the Irishman. Yeah, I I I heard it It's been like ten years in the in the making or something. It's everybody's coming back. Just recently, like
4: they added Pesci and. uh, Yeah. uh, I can't remember who all now, but anyway, anybody that any actor that you associate with Martin Scorsese is going to be in this movie, and it looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I,
1: is it the uh, Whitey Bulger story? Is that is that what it is? That is I don't
4: think so. No, no, no. No, it's uh, not. This is something completely different. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, and I'm okay. wondering,
0: is it is it the other? There's a film. Uh, with the guy that was in Punisher War Journal, Kill the Irishman. God
4: damn it. I I, I, Oh. I read all of this, and I don't oh, remember. Oh, okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All
3: right,
4: Don. Thank you, sir. Yes. Is it, uh, well, I have a question for you. Is your rainstorm still going on?
1: No, it stopped. Uh-uh. No, it's Okay, okay, cool. Nope, it stopped. What time is it? Uh, well, you... Here, here on the
4: on the West Coast, it's a quarter so I'm to,
1: three hours behind you. I Yeah, think, right. It's a quarter to right, five so here. It's quarter to five, so it's quarter to eight. Yeah, sunset is just about to take place. Damn! All Go, right, sir. we're going to cut you loose for that, Go. sir.
0: You are invited back here anytime, anywhere you, you want.
1: Oh boy, it I, would be my pleasure. This would, was a lot of fun.
0: I would love to find a topic, a typical topic that we could talk about that is isn't so. You
4: know, you, you, we'll talk. We'll talk we'll off the something. air and find out we'll whether find, uh, we'll you'll be back into like you know.
1: You're, you know, you're a part now. We, you're you're indoctrinated.
4: <laughs> all righty, sir.
0: Thank you so much.
1: All right, It's bye, been John. my pleasure. Thank you, man. Thank uh, you both. All
0: right, folks. We're gonna go, and we will be back in a sec. Okay, so John.
3: Yeah.
4: Again, what a great guest. What a great guest. Uh, I, I, and I know, I know, folks like that probably get tired of talking about. I, well, I don't know. Maybe he didn't seem like he did. Get tired of talking about. In this case, Martin. Mm-hmm. But, holy shit! It, it, I can't stress to people enough. If you haven't seen Martin, if you haven't sought it out, it's great. You got it. You just got it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's so
0: good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's uh. I think that it's it can be, and you can hear oftentimes hear when when someone falls into story, right? Um, and I don't get that. I didn't get anything. No, no, I, I not just, at all. I've, I've interviewed him several times. He's always been that affable and just sure, a great sure. guy. Yeah. And like I said at the outset, I just love that guy. It's like every time I see him at cons. It's a happy face. It's a, hey, how you doing? You got a
4: big hug from I me. Hug. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. no one hugs
0: me. Yeah. Not even my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly don't hug you. <laughs> I know that if you're hugging me it's because I'm going to the ground. But anyway. Uh let's see. Not much there no one no one really died this week, you know. Um, yeah. there was a one death from last week that we missed and that was a guy named Sam Glansman, who was a comic artist and And friends he did the circuit, did a lot of friends a lot of we had a lot of mutual friends. He did a sure. book called Captain Willie Schultz, which I've never heard of um but you know, yeah, there's that so good week as far as death as far go. as people dying uh news, I got a rash of it, a lot of it's just little stuff, but we'll go through it pretty quick number one uh come to d v d for Halloween. Uh, the Nightmare, the Alice Cooper, Vincent Price, yeah, Welcome to My man, Nightmare. Yeah, what
4: the hell? I was like, whoa, that yeah, is yeah. so
0: cool. I wonder what
4: extras are going to. I don't know anything about I it. I don't know. But yeah, that was. Well, great. just the fact that it's available again, because maybe in the deepest, darkest depths of YouTube it's been out there. I don't mm-hmm. know. But uh, a TV special.
0: Yeah. TV almost it was as long as it was essentially Welcome to My Nightmare right put on put on as a stage sort of production yeah uh, and it was great oh I forget the year it came out see I never I never saw it or young, young team I did, I don't remember. Tom was just like oh my god yeah um, and to this day a lot of Welcome to My Nightmare is by the way
4: special. Uh, Welcome to My Nightmare the the, the first uh, thing that. Drew Struzan did. Oh really? That people paid a lot of oh, attention yeah. to, and like, oh shit, we got it, it. The the album cover that he did for Welcome to My Nightmare was the thing that got uh, people in the movie industry looking at him. Was like, holy shit, we got to get this shit. guy. Yeah yeah, 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 I remember yeah. that. Yeah,
0: I can't. remember, when that record came out, sitting there listening to the record, right, <laughs> staring at the album cover at that art. Which yeah, yeah, is so yeah. So cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's a I posted on my Facebook timeline, but there's a great little YouTube behind-the-scenes thing of um, uh, fight choreography with Charlize Theron and Atomic Blonde. Yeah. It looks. It looks <laughs> great. Yeah, and it looks like she really got, got in into there. it. Yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, it's the kind of thing that uh, I, I, okay. Because of this, I will check out Atomic Blonde. The trailer didn't do anything for mm-hmm. me. Um, but because of this, if I I know what went into it, I'm totally going to check it out. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's not bearing the lead to say it's, it looks
0: essentially like a female John Wick. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's smoking, you know, not yeah, to be rejected, but she's smoking hot yeah, 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 yeah. in a blonde hairdo and yeah. looking
4: badass. So. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I was on board because it's directed by the same guy who did John Wick. I'm yeah. um, I mean, even now more... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah,
4: I mean, just like the footage of her training her ass off. I'm like, okay. Punching guys, kicking it, yeah. them down the stairs. I'm there. It's yeah. great, yeah. Uh, they released... Um, this was a while
0: ago. I guess it was a while ago. I thought it was new, but it's not. They released the name of the new Cujo movie, the remake of Cujo. Dude! Yeah. <laughs>
4: God damn it!
0: The the name what they're not naming it is Cujo. What they're naming it is C period U period J period O period, which stands for Canine Unit Joint Operations. Fucking stop it!
4: This is is the stupidest thing I've ever. This has
0: nothing to do with the Saint Bernard and people trapped in the car. Oh my god!
4: It's horrible. Well, first of all, I've always thought Cujo was one of the weakest of. uh, Agreed. Stephen King's things because it's. it's the kind of thing that should have showed up as a short story in one of his collections.
0: Right? Oh, yeah. I think the book is really drawn out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. really, like, I don't need, you know.
4: and But I do think that the movie wussed
0: out on its ending by not killing the kid. Oh, uh, sure. I think killing the kid really brought it home. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it gave, we talk a lot about permission here, but it it gave her permission to go, all right, fuck this. And yeah, I'm exactly. just going to waste this dog. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Um, I we alluded to it with John, but it, the internet exploded today with these Darabont emails. Yeah, uh, y- you know, and,
4: and uh, I've worked with directors who use that language on the set, mm-hmm. and those guys, I think, are assholes. Sure, Darabont, do it, you know when I when I read these emails. I think this was done by AMC as a as an attempt oh, to show absolutely. to show it's Jarabon as an it's asshole. dare I say Trumpist yeah, exactly and I I think it's had the opposite effect because my first reaction was fucking a fucking a. absolutely and
0: especially when you consider that this is a man that's been pushed to the edge sure. talking to the people who have pushed him and who are holding all of the all of the purse strings yeah exactly. and it's like you hear it in the tone of the email you people are Fucking up my thing, yeah, exactly. And
4: um, I have no problem with it. Had had it not been for John Darabont, Walking Dead as a television show would not exist. Absolutely, it would not exist. And to have it,
0: and to have it sort of once it, and no one believed in it in the beginning. They thought it was going to yeah. be like this is just going to be a horror thing like True Blood, and it's going to go away. And it became a monster. Yeah. And
4: um, uh, 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 I ran out of juice there. I, well, I. I, I <laughs> What I keep hoping is that Darabont, uh, the, my sense of things are, and uh, man, that would be a good interview, wouldn't it? To talk to oh. Uh it, My sense of it is is that he he's had a hard time moving on, mm-hmm. you know, from it, and and that it's holding him back because mm-hmm. Frank Darabont's one of my favorite directors of all time, sure. you know, and I I I would love to see something new. But I, I, I get the sense that this is this chicken bone that's just stuck, stuck in his throat. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh,
0: my message to him would be get over it and start filming the long long walk.
4: Fucking A, man. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, he's he's talked about it for years. It's like, you know, in the immortal words of my mother, shit or get off the pot. Yeah. So you better yeah. get on that because, you know, I think he would do a, a, an insane he, job. No one on, else. On I, I,
4: no one else that I can think of. Uh, aside from somebody new who we don't know
3: mm-hmm.
4: could could do that, and and as you and I have discussed several times on on this program, The Long Walk I think is one of the greatest things that Stephen King has ever written. Sure. It's it's
0: it's a Bachman book, but it's beautiful. It's so good. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're I don't we don't really deal much in fan theories, but I heard a fan theory th- this week that really kind of made me smile a lot. Sure. Uh Harry Potter. Yeah. Severus Snape. Transgender.
4: Um I, I for I, I saw that article. Yeah. And, and it's I, a little thin. It's a little thin. It's
0: not as solid as Stan Lee's watcher. Sure. Yeah. But <laughs> I kinda I kinda like it.
4: I, I no, I like it. I think it's great. I it's one of those things that's like it's it's I've talked about before where um Once you've made a piece of art and it goes out there, if people see something in it that you didn't intend, Uh it's kind of too bad, yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly because. It's no longer your. It's thing. no longer your thing, and and so if people see that in there, yeah. then I say that it exists. And there's a proclivity
0: because there's there's always been slash fiction, right? Back in the right. early days of the internet, there was all of these Kirk fucking Spock stories that you could download, right, exactly. Yeah. And um uh,
3: and there's always been that. Yeah.
0: Um, but it, it's interesting, and I'd love to hear what Rowling had to say on it. Yeah, the the supposition is is it was at the heart of. The relationship with Lily, it was right. why she didn't like him, or he didn't like uh, whatever the father's name was. Um, it gets a little thin, but it's, it was just interesting. I thought it I was is, it up.
4: It's, it's always interesting to read that stuff, I just don't know how much attention to pay to it. Right, know?
0: yeah. It's one. Of the, I think it was one of those things you weren't like, yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, DC's next animated film is Gotham by Gaslight. It's essentially Victorian Batman. Okay. And it's great. I like Victorian stuff. stuff. <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't go steampunk, Batman. Which, by the way, if you if you encounter it, there's a Japanese film called K20. Yeah. Or K20? K12. 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 K something with a two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's very much a Victorian Batman. Yeah,
4: so and it's cool. It's great. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, it's fun,
0: fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, they also announced that Frank Miller is doing a prequel to 300, called Xerxes. The fall of the house
4: of Darius and the rise of Alexander. I, on one hand, I think that that's very cool. On the other hand, you know, I I can't help but think about the nut that Frank Miller has shown himself to be. Yeah. And so, like, I well, Frank seems to be just revisiting old properties, he's yeah. still,
0: you know, doing some stuff on Sin City. What he, was the he did Dark Knight 2? Dark Knight uh-huh. Returns 2? Um, so he seems to be doing that. What uh, was the
4: property that he did that it, I can't remember the name of it. it? It makes me raise eyebrows. It's it's kind of well. He
0: was he came off on this really right wing. Yeah 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 yeah. Na- yeah. You know yeah. wackiness. Uh, I you know I think Frank is great. I th- I think doing anything 300 is is regressive. Um, do something else. Yeah. Um, on the it's kind of like
4: it's kind of like the the sequel to 300. Which yeah. I don't remember. The name and Ava of Green anymore. looking Look, smoking. Yeah, it, like if you dug three hundred, you'll like this. You'll yeah, yeah it's more of the same. Feel the same way about the yeah, yeah, Sin yeah. City sequel. Like, you know, exactly, like, it's like and the Frank Miller Spirit is. It's all yeah. in that same Pulled you know, from that same. Bucket. You know people shit on that movie Spirit. Yeah, they they shit on that movie the Spirit, but it like if I feel like it's a case of if you don't know the property. Oh yeah, you have no idea. And it's weird.
0: Will Eisner and all of that spirit stuff, it's it's revered in comic circles. Absolutely. And I and I uh I never it never resonated. I tried to like it and I just never It resonated. was always
4: for me it was always that thing that I you know cuz I cuz I saw it you know in the pages of Creepy and Mary, mm-hmm. and uh which was way after the fact. You know, they were redoing the, Mhm. And I I always felt like this feels really cool, but I I wasn't I get it. Emotionally I wasn't I there yet. I was I a kid. It. I think you
0: gotta to get to the spirit through things like the shadow and, sure. and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh let's see. Redbox has formed a partnership with twentieth Century Fox that would allow the kiosk service to distribute and rent studio titles seven days after their retail sell through release days. Uh.
4: So whatever I think I, everyone's ne-
0: trying to divvy up the pie that yeah. Netflix baked.
4: I've never, uh, I have never rented a movie from Redbox. I I don't know how it works. It feels. The weird. Essentially, what I know me. of it is: is
0: I want this movie, and it quickly burns you a copy. It burns you a copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so think you, that's how so it works. So you keep it? No, no, no. You bring it back. Okay. And I think they might. Mass erase them and resell them. Yeah, I don't I know how the model works, but I I think it that it's not like they have 50, 50 copies of right the Hobbit or whatever. Right, right, right. So right, right. I think they make make them as needed. That's weird. It is weird. Uh, Akiva Goldsman, who is a when he's 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 a screenwriter who gets work all the time, uh-huh. and he he writes. He's, he sounds like a screenwriter. with that name. He it's he's a he's like David Goyer, where his name's on a lot of high profile right. stuff but Akiva Goldsman, it always
4: reeks of cheese. No, um, with that name, you're either a screenwriter or a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, he's going to direct a feature based on um, Rob Liefeld, who did invented uh, Deadpool, uh, comic book character Evangeline, um, which I guess is a big deal. One of the other projects that he's working on is an adaptation of Rainbow Six, um, with Ryan Reynolds, the video game Rainbow Six, I, Ryan Reynolds. I, I have okay.
4: zero idea what.
0: Someone that out is. there goes yeah. is having their. They're like, up. yeah. Uh, they've abandoned on the Batman Matt Reeves uh, abandoned Ben Affleck script, so they're starting all over again. Which, okay. Okay. Don't be in a rush. Don't rush this. Yeah. Now, but you already got my attention at noir Detective Story. Don't rush it. Okay, I'm good with that. Whatever. Um, David Ayer is no longer going to... Who did uh, Suicide Squad is no right. longer going to direct Universal Scarface remake. Get this. Studio said his take was, quote, too dark. <laughs> <laughs> I want it's that. It's Scarface. Suddenly I want yeah, that. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, first
0: of all... And like, remember, David Ayer did Fury.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that... I just, like, I, you know... It's a, it's a it's a dead horse. I'm not going to beat it anymore. Like, the comic why are we make well? Why are we re- remaking Scarface? First of all, well, yeah, it's stupid, yeah. You know, it's like
0: yeah. I, I think it's not. It's more that coddling. It's like well, you know, they they won't. You know, young people don't watch uh, classic film. Well, that's their
4: problem. Well, part <laughs> of it is your problem as the studio yeah. because you're not putting shit out. And the flip of it is that you you are you are. You're,
0: they'll go see what you put out. Exactly. Um, and if you're putting out, you're trying to second-guess an audience. You're trying to come to the market with a pre-established right. uh, customer base. and that How, many,
4: how many big ten-pole movies have we seen this season? Uh, uh, well, first of all, I think it's stupid that if your movie doesn't make bank the first weekend oh, that yeah, That's so stupid. That is such bullshit. Yeah. I remember when movies would play in theaters for fucking months, you know, and now it's like oh And you then they had the the, the the B feature. It would yeah, be moved exactly. to the B feature. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now it's like well if you one and done you didn't make your money back on your opening weekend. Mm-hmm. And so and we've seen so many movies. Yeah, everybody I hate Spider Man just got uh knocked off
0: the top Spot for the week. Yeah, and it just came out last week. It
4: just came out. It's like there's nothing more um, demonstrative of how we've become this disposable culture, mm-hmm. where uh, you know if a thing is like two months old, it's old. Right. You know,
3: fuck that well, bullshit. I
4: think, I think if you if you go to a if you
0: go to Netflix, I, I was going to say a video store, but right. Anyway, and there are there are two copies of Scarface. Right, and you choose the latter because just because it's newer, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. If you don't start, you, just watch the original, man. man. It's, it's only a few years old. I'm not a few years. Maybe twenty years old. Yeah, but whatever still, it is now. And it comes with its own drinking game, Scarface. Sure, you take a <laughs> shot of beer every time someone says "fuck," and you'll be obliterated. Let's uh, see. John Colette Sarah, who directed Orphan and he directed um House um House of Wax, the House of Wax we make with uh, Paris Hilton. Right. Uh he he's directed a lot of stuff. He's doing Suicide Squad two and not Mel Gibson. Mm, which I is fine. Don't care. <laughs> We're gonna get away from this stuff. Well, in a you I mean But it's, it's everywhere. It's yeah. where it's the deals that are getting made are all being made.
4: On uh, on these kind of properties. Right, right, right.
0: Quentin Tarantino's next film may revolve around the Manson family murder.
4: Dude, I'm I'm so on board for that. I've I've read a it's, lot of vitriol like where people are like, no, yeah, um, but it's mostly people who don't like Tarantino. Just say no anyway. I, I think it's, I think it's a perfect match. It's a
0: per- the only thing that might be more perfect would be a film about um, uh, Son of Sam from Tarantino. Sure the the culture he's immersed in, yeah. the music,
3: yeah, you know? dude,
0: and I think you're gonna see music used more and more and more because of the success of Baby Driver. Yes. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. By, By the way, Baby Driver, still haven't seen it yet. I He's just so on board for
0: it. I am too. I inadvertently I was on YouTube and it said it's like opening scene, baby did driver. You, did you catch scene. that
4: thing with like the five minutes of yeah? yeah. And it's his car
0: chitting, and it's fucking amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It really looks good. Uh, let's see. Um, I lied. This is a comic book thing. Luke Cage season two premiere going to be directed by Lucy Liu. I'm interested. Hmm. Because number Has one, she directed she's before? directed before. Oh, okay. And she she trains Collie. Right, right, right. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm now interested. Uh,
4: it'd be interesting.
0: Um, Clint Eastwood uh, has a new film coming out called "The 1517 to Paris," about the terrorist attack on the Paris uh, train, where the three soldiers fought the guy. Right,
3: right, 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 right.
0: Uh, so he's making a film based on it. Sure. And he, the three, the actors that are going to play the three guys, the real guys. Right. And oh, yeah. Really. Yeah. Holy shit. That's cool. That is cool. Because I cool. think, you know, if you can get him to act, and if anyone can get him to act, Clint Eastwood
4: yeah. can. Well, I mean, for... Talk if, about if sense no- memory. If nothing else. Yeah, this is where I got stabbed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hey, that's cool. I'm, I, when I hear Clint Eastwood is making a new movie, I always kind of, mm. I'm always Is this going to be him yelling at a
0: chair? <laughs> well,
4: yeah. I'm always guarded, <laughs> and... uh uh, but that makes me, that makes me perfect yeah. and At attention. the end
0: of the day, I mean, dude, Letters from with Jima was so yeah,
4: good. Yeah, he's done some, you know, so don't get good. me wrong. Clint Eastwood is a great filmmaker. I just know that he comes with a lot of stuff. Stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, Marvel is doing this thing, again, Marvel, New Warriors, which you don't care about. There's a character in it called Squirrel Girl that it, people love. She's super cute. She has an army of squirrels, I guess, that she commands. She's super wacky. (laughs) Um, I know, it sounds dumb, but it works within the context of the cover. Oh, my God. But here's the thing. They just cast (laughs) a girl named Milana Vaintrub, who's the perky girl from the AT&T commercials.
4: And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Spot on. Yeah, she's she's great. So, uh, (laughs) that brings up something. Um, I don't think we talked about the trailer that came out a few weeks ago, or maybe a month ago now, for the Inhumans. Oh yeah. Um, and how the TV show the Inhumans. The TV show the Inhumans, and how everybody just everybody just immediately shit on it. Um, the Inhumans is one of the very, very few um, properties that I care about in Marvel. <laughs> Really? Absolutely. I did not see that uh, coming. Oh, yeah. Well, the wow. Inhumans, well, think about it. Like, you know, and I'm a little kid, right? And, and I'm into, like, Eric Von Doniken and shit like that. Okay. And these guys are, like, living in some cave in the Himalayas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Up there at, on the moon or some bullshit. Yeah, uh, yeah. And... and and there's a fucking dog, like Lockjaw. I think Lockjaw is the greatest. Okay, I think Lockjaw is the greatest thing that's ever been made in comics.
3: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> He's like, great, man. Yeah. He's this
4: giant derpy. Some of the
0: costuming looks weird on that, and and it well, looks costume, a little. The, the costuming
4: looked weird in the in the comic. In the comic. Uh, they cast the dude from Game of Thrones, whose
0: job seems to be to just choose scenery. Be a, be an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> it's asshole. like
4: Ramsey Bolton as you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I will say this: uh, I was disappointed that in the trailer I didn't see Medusa's hair doing crazy shit.
0: So, so you're way you you're way more informed on this shit. Oh, I had no Medu- idea her so hair
4: does stuff. Yeah, Medusa. Her thing is her hair, like it's like it's like. Tentacles. And you thought Squirrel Girl was stupid? <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. Jesus. Yeah,
0: I mean, sure. Why not? Uh, why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, if you live in the L.A. area, the L.A. library has all the Criterion
4: discs available. Dude, that was so cool. That's like That's awesome. Liked... Um, I told Jennifer, let's get on that. Let's get... Sure, <laughs> They should. They totally should. Cause you know no, they... they shouldn't because they'll all be stolen. Yeah, and... you probably <laughs> are. Bastards. Uh,
0: moving on to trailers. Listen, I pulled 12 out of... <laughs> Out of my list of thirty-five,
4: Tom's trailers. was telling me like we have thirty-five trailers. I'm like, oh my god! And so I had I had to go through and edit it down. And so, edit it down. so what? The, but the the good thing that that tells me is that, regardless of whatever's happening at the theater as far as money goes, people are making fucking movies right yeah. and left. Yeah. yeah,
0: And some of them look looked good. Some of them I I excluded just because we'd we'd already seen a trailer sure. for them. And I some of them excluded. I'll be frank because they look really stupid. Sure, sure. So uh, we'll go through these really quick. Number one is um, a taxi driver, uh, Korean. Yeah. Stars the guy from the host. Yep. Um, about a looks like a taxi driver that takes a fare of a, an American or Norwegian, and somehow gets involved in a revolution.
4: Yeah, it's it's based on events that happened in 1980. Uh, my thing with movies like that, well, first of all, it looks like a great movie. It looks like the acting's, it just looks like a really good mm-hmm. film. But when you're dealing with historical stuff, um, especially recent historical stuff, if you if you aren't into that for whatever reason, like for example, the Tarantino Manson thing, if you don't give a shit about the Manson murders there's nothing for you there right 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 and in this particular case other than maybe the performances and stuff if you're into that um that's why you go see it it doesn't resonate with me mm-hmm. at all because i don't i don't remember this <laughs> I yeah, either. I re- yeah.
0: I'm, it's very. It feels very Korean. I mean, one of the big plot points in the trailer is the guy, the driver of the cab, getting really bummed because he's like, "I lost the passenger." Right. Where in New York, it'd be like, "I lost the passenger. Fuck him." Yeah, I'm going uh, to the
4: next corner. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So so, but it's, it looked fun. Yeah. Uh, next up, a documentary called
4: Am Blues. In that, dude, that looks, in looks so great. It, in it's, it's it's talking to, um, I guess, sadly, the last. Of the, the
0: one we, of the last, what not, we would
4: consider that the old blues book. right, you right, know, yeah,
0: contemporary of all the greats, and this, yeah, is, this is like old, um, almost like Lowell George using a, a socket wrench for a
1: slide, right, yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: breaking up a bottle. These are people right. who still. In their golden years, are touring the circuit, the mm-hmm. Chitlin' circuit. Yeah. You know? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, It's all that. It's all that. <laughs> 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 that kind of stuff, and just fucking amazing. It's great. It's just old, go- old musicians talking about back in the day. Yeah, you got me right there. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this is the film. Next up is the film we were going to talk about last week, but I didn't include it on that week's so list. This new Harry Dean Stanton film, Lucky.
4: Yeah. So, a couple. Of, just like in the last two years, maybe, I don't remember when it came out, there was this documentary that came out about Harry Dean Stanley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name of which, I'm, I i apologize, it escapes me. Um, but, it, you know, they kind of just follow Harry around on his daily thing. You know, he goes to this one bar every mm-hmm. day and, and talks about his relationship with Buddhism and, and yeah. all this stuff. And it looks like somebody saw that and they go, Let's let's do this. Let's make a movie yeah, based yeah. on. He's
0: really upfront about like oh, you know and they're asking him stuff like you know, you know in the interviews I've seen him go like are you going to are you ever going to quit smoking? He's like,
4: no. At this point, yeah. And, yeah why would I? Why? Yeah. Quitting exactly.
0: would probably kill me. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't
4: know how old Harry Dean Stanton was. He's one of those guys that for many many years. uh, Seem to be the same age.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: He he's one of those guys that looked older than he was mm-hmm. when, like, if you look at him in uh, Repo Man, he doesn't look like a young man. No, not, he, not uh, at all. Kinda, Alien, and he kind of stayed that way forever. Now you see. Now he's looking. Really he's old. an old guy. Yeah. But it, it, uh, this movie looks great. I well, agree. First of all, I agree. is it directed by David Lynch's son? No, it's David Carroll Lynch, who was. What did he do? He
0: was in he okay. First of all, he was in the Drew Carey show. Okay, okay. And um, uh, he played uh the brother-in-law. He's he was also the
4: clown in um, American Horror Stories. Okay, okay. That oh, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So so it's directed by him. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Interesting. Um David and the reason why I, I when I saw the name I'm like because David Lynch is in the movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And uh and it seems it's one of those projects that just seems like a perfect marriage. Yeah. You know, very personal. Different, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And almost like we need to capture this before this guy
4: goes. Right. Exactly. Know? And I I'm,
0: I'm I'm so I'm it, already there. Yeah.
4: It's, dude, it's it doesn't exist as a disc yet and it's already on my shelf.
0: Uh next up a movie called The Evil in Us. It's felt like Evil Dead.
4: Oh, it was, was that was that the kids? The kids in the yeah, cabin. So uh,
0: this I, is more uh, that horror film that you that come out and and you kind of go. I guess if I'm really in the mood for a horror film, I
4: guess. I just feel like I like this the first ten million times I saw yeah. it. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I don't. Need Some to of the see effects
0: look kind of kind of groovy, but
4: you know, yeah. But I mean, you you, you know, uh, I I I. For me, this one falls dead. Mm-hmm. I, it, and, and I always feel bad when I say that because I can imagine horror fans going, oh, that looks great. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it looks like everything else you've yeah, seen. See, you know? see a
0: movie or two a day for four years and then <laughs> yeah, come back like, and yeah. I mean, you'll go, this is this is like half a dozen things. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, next up, a real quirky thing called Lemon. Dude, looks good. That looks cool. Very, it just defines, it's kind of... Awkward cinema.
4: You know what it immediately made me think of, even though it's so totally not related at all? um, It made me think of American Splendor. Yeah. In that it is, obviously we have have this character who's obviously awkward Mm -hmm. and doesn't know how to get along. And what I'm finding more and more is I run into more and more people like that in real life. So it's 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 uh so yeah. I I I hope that something like this would resonate with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I I don't know how to describe it other than if quirky and indie and character driven agreed uh, are your are mm-hmm. you know push your buttons you need it, to see this. It lands movie.
0: in the same sort of general area as American Splendor, as Ghost World. Yeah. Um, all, all that kind of it stuff. It really
4: feels... When I was watching it, I'm like, man, this, this is the, this should have been made in the early 90s, when <laughs> all this shit yeah. was... Uh, what's the were Jermaine Clement
0: movie, Fish and Shark, or something like that?
4: Oh, uh, the Shark and the Whale? Shark and... No, no.
0: God damn it. <laughs> anyway, never mind. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kid. Uh, next up, uh get Squid in the Whale. Squid and the Whale. No. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's the one where they dress up in those weird <laughs> Yes, costumes. and they're sitting around. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm sure we're <laughs> fucking all that up. For people who are fans of Little Miss Sunshine, <coughs> go see this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. That, uh, that's a good one. Okay.
0: Anyway, S-M-A-R-T Chase has Orlando Bloom. This looks like a big budget Japanese or Korean or yeah. Chinese thing like the Great Wall was. Yeah. And they've got an American actor in it.
4: I'm just sick of the influence that the Fast and the Furious have had. Fast and the Furious, yeah. John Wick. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly
0: Legolas is fucking Jason Bourne. Yeah. And
4: I'm like, I don't get this at all.
0: <laughs> um, I was not into it. There was a lot of stuff also that looked. It looked like the director had seen a lot of the most more recent action films like... Um, the Agent Forty Seven movie that just came out. Wow! Um, very big, big, and 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 there's
4: a, there's a lot of big set pieces. A lot there's of cars, there's cars and motorcycles sliding yeah. along the road, and while things are exploding, and I I really just don't care. Right.
0: Um. Next up, Wolf Warrior Two. I never saw Wolf Warrior oh, one, <laughs> and there were so many plot that were. But here's the thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. It feels like a Jackie Chan movie.
4: It does feel like a Jackie Chan movie. Um, I don't know. I kept waiting to see who the main actor was because yeah. I liked him. Yeah, it looked. He he looked great. He had this great smirk that he would just kind of like this half smile thing that people would say shit to him and he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. yeah. Uh, but they never showed his name. Yeah, in, no, they did the trailer. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you're into if you're into Asian action yeah, films, if you
0: like like especially the Korean stuff like
4: JSA yeah. and all that other stuff,
0: this feels very similar. Very similar. Very very similar.
4: Um, I just you know when I look at stuff like that, I I, I just I hope that the people who check it out have also seen um, Eastern Condors, yeah, for example, all that stuff, yeah,
0: because Absolutely. that stuff is the, um, is the
4: they're the genesis of all this shit. And, and
0: the Departed, uh, not the Departed, the the, the Korean film that Departed was made after. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Uh, Kuzo, another Japanese film. Okay, <laughs> that looks amazing. Batshit <laughs> crazy. It looks batshit crazy. It looks. It reminded me a little of House, uh, the uh, Japanese film about yeah. the haunted house. Right,
4: right. Uh, that uh, I want to say that Savini did the makeup for. Yeah. Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it, it's insane. I have no, no fucking, no fucking idea what's going on. Yeah, it looks like Dolly did like a lot of acid and hung out with uh, Tom Savini yeah. and Takashi the Miike in there and fucking. I don't her. know yeah. what's going on. It's bananas, but
0: it looks super fun. It looks like a total like hang out with friends and oh in fuck
4: yeah! It totally looks like a party movie. I'm definitely. I'm definitely, and even even like the title of the splash page. Yeah. Like it took me like five minutes to figure out what the name of the movie what was. Where did that was. Called? I'm like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Lots of color, lots of animation, lots of. There's that. a lot of there's there's some stop motion in there. There's mm-hmm. these weird, surrealistic tableaus. There's uh, apparently zombies. I I, really I don't have... know what the hell's going on. It's everything you could possibly want. I, I'm on board. <laughs> Uh, and then up next uh, 68
0: Kill which is more I think of this this feels like the great grandchild of Quentin Tarantino it's the girl who's a prostitute oh, and whist. she wants
4: to steal a bunch of money it's got the guy, Matthew Goobler from, right, uh, from Criminal, Criminal Minds and I was excited to see him and then as the trailer went on I'm like I, it
0: feels like that Quentin Tarantino, Guy Ritchie, through an American sensibility.
4: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean...
0: Uh, again, if it's on TV and I have nothing
4: else to do, sure. Yeah. His, apparently, our, our, our main character's girlfriend... I, I don't want to call her a prostitute so much as somebody who... Oh, no, she's a, fucking that guy for money. Occasionally dips into the oldest profession to, to make money <laughs> yeah and uh and then something goes awry Gets something, a line yeah. on
0: sixty eight thousand dollars
4: right yeah and yeah. that
0: they're gonna steal
4: yeah and turns out that she is a bit of a sociopath she's kind of a whack job yeah. and now he's having to extract himself from this situation right right, right.
0: but sex is good so yeah well, I in
4: there. I'm not. I'm. I'm not against this film. I'm just. I. I kind of feel like. Again, I feel like. This has kind of been done before. Sure. Um, sure. 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 Very
0: indie. Yeah. Very sort of. Not as low budget as *Dead Hooker in the Trunk*, but it kind of had that same sort of. Again, Tarantino, by extension.
4: If you like sweaty people holding, guns <laughs> to people's mouths yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, this is your movie. Th- yeah. Uh, the next three, I'm, I'm,
0: I'll tell you right now, I'm pretty excited about all of them. Pilgrimage, the new movie with Tom Holland and John yeah. Barenthal.
4: And I thought, I, I, I feel like we've, we did talk about, this, about this, yeah.
0: but this was the first one that really started to portray character, like to tell right. us what the movie's about. Right.
4: It's, uh, it's, uh, first of all, it's an Irish made film mm-hmm. and that's always exciting to me. I don't ask me why, but I, it is. Um, secondly, it's, a. uh. uh Someone has been tasked with escorting this holy um, object or, mm-hmm. or artifact, yeah. which I don't remember what it is, and and through I, for lack of a better word, the wilderness, and uh, people are are gonna fuck with them on the way, right. And uh, yeah, I'm all over it. It looks uh, great. It looks great. A yeah. um, couple
0: of things. Number one, it, it feels like it would sit on the shelf next to things like The Mission,
4: The Revenant. Sure. Valhalla Rising. Valhalla Rising. Um, even, even The Name of the Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, John Barenthal proving himself
4: to be a badass. Yeah. Um, looking great. Yeah. Uh, Richard Armitage. Uh, Armitage looks great in it. it yeah. It just... It, it looks really good.
0: And, and it's also like the, the Scorsese film that just came out. Was it Silence or whatever it was about right. the place? Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it this is all in that same area, and it looks yeah. great. Um, next up... Uh, two more to go. Next up, Darkest Hour. Uh,
4: Gary Oldman is Winston Churchill. Dude, this looks amazing. It, like, remember, Oscar, baby. Remember when... This is when get Oldman is Oscar. Fucking A. Remember when... Uh, Way back... Like we saw this image of like Gary Oldman yeah. as Winston Churchill, we and all lost help. our fucking mind. Yeah, and now we see the acting that's going along with it. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! Yeah, man. and it talks a lot about how
0: like no one fucking liked this guy. Yeah, and he then, was
4: not the guy. Right. right. Well, and, and I mean, when you look at Winston Churchill, do you go, "That's the guy"? No, no was, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's like, but it looks so good. It looks amazing. in the same
0: way. Things like. Um, What's the King's speech?
4: Yeah, the, the yeah. King's, speech, yeah. King's speech.
0: Yeah, very much like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm so in. And then finally, this is it for a TV series that's coming out,
4: Mr. Mercedes, it's, based on a Stephen King book. It's so funny. I didn't know that this was being made into anything. Um, it, it's, it's the beginning of a trilogy. There's, oh, okay. Uh, there's Mr. Mercedes. There's know, Stephen King fans are going to hate me because I don't. TJ, re- I don't remember. Where are you? Why yeah, are you here? TJ. Uh, But anyway, there's three books that involve the same character. Mm. He's kind of a gumshoe.
0: It reminded me of, if you ever saw Wallander with Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those.
4: Um, And uh, for like a month now, Jennifer has been like telling me like, you have to read these three books. They're amazing. Because I'm a Stephen King fan who, you know, once you, once, like Jackie Chan, once, once I see you go off the rails. Yeah. It's hard for me to come back. To yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I haven't paid much attention. So I haven't read these books. But I keep hearing they're amazing, they're amazing, they're amazing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was being made. I think it's cool that they're making it into a series. Mm-hmm. That's very
3: cool. Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
4: if they and if they if it does well and they stick with all three books, man, homeboy uh what's the main actor's name? Better the actress, reason? Yeah he's looking at, he's set for the next ten years or something. And he's great. He's He's one of those actors. Man. There's a... Dude, he was in uh, everything from uh, Braveheart, Mm -hmm. Lake Placid, Yeah, you know, just like, uh, he's in everything. And he's great. He, um...
0: I had a title and and, uh, and then I lost it. Uh, Oh, uh, shit. Eulogy? Not Eulogy. You it's, it's the, the one movie. about. It's a movie that he was in where he's a small Irish priest, and a guy comes to his confession and says, like, you know, I'm going to kill you in 24 hours. I'm coming back. To right, kill you. right, right. You better get your shit in order, kind of yeah. a thing. And it's it's a great movie. So great that I forgot the name. Mm. But um, look him up. Anything. He also did a movie with uh, Don Cheadle. That by the guy. Yeah. I want to say the guy by the guy who did in Bruges.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fucking amazing. Wasn't he also in, in Bruges? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, Anyway,
4: uh, again, this, this, this project, project great. looks great. I, I like, it, is this gonna be the thing that get you to watch on TV? No. That, God damn it. I'll
0: though. wait till it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't
4: know>. <laughs> <laughs> now it's a bona Convention. contention. Now someone, it could Not be the you're... greatest thing in the world I'm gonna go, nope, I can't. Uh, you know, I'm that guy. <laughs> uh, Let's see, movies, have you seen anything good? Uh, have I seen anything good? I watched The Void, which I've talked about on here before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I'd yeah. seen little snippets of before, but I hadn't actually sat down and watched the whole thing. And, uh, you know, I was on the H.P. Lovecraft historical, or, you know, the the site about mm-hmm. one of these Facebook groups. And, man, is this a polarizing movie. I didn't realize Really. Dude, people fucking either love this movie or hate it. And, and I mean, when I say hate, like they, like, they, you know, they want oh to go to fisticuffs.
3: <laughs>
4: and I'm like, really? Like, oh my God. Well, okay. Well, one, the movie was made for, check this out, under $100,000. It was wow. made for, like, they raised $80,000 on their Kickstarter. Wow. It is great. It is great. It's well, on Netflix now. Yeah, it's on Netflix streaming. You should definitely check it out. Don't go thinking you're going to watch uh, whatever the latest Hollywood bullshit is. Mm-hmm. Like you, Keep in mind, this was made by a couple of Canadians who, you know, the biggest claim to fame that they had prior to this was making Manborg. You know? <laughs> so Yeah. Unlike, I, I will say this, <clears throat> unlike, say, for example, in the same wheelhouse, um, Harbinger Down, mm-hmm. uh, which suffered from, in my opinion, acting. That's mm. the biggest thing that. that yeah, script season. was kind of, we've been there before. But yeah, exa- exactly. But that, but we knew that going in. Right. right. Um, the acting in this is solid as fuck. Good. These guys are great. All the actors are great. It's a cool. Dude, it's a creepy setup, right? Uh, a, a hospital has had a fire. Right. And the as a result, uh they're they're having to move they're moving to a new building and it's the last night that anybody's in this hospital there's like there's a doctor there's a nurse and there's a couple patients that's it hmm. the rest of the building is pretty much empty have you seen last shift i've not seen last okay. shift but it, it sounds okay similar sorry we never re- we we never learn who the fuck these there's these this like uh cult this okay. religious cult, these oh, guys cool. that are wearing these sheets with like black triangles on their face and they're all armed with knives and they just inexplicably show up and 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 it's the kind of thing that's like, I don't need to know what the fuck they're yeah, about. Yeah, you don't need to know that. They're there and now you have to deal, because if you're in that hospital, and there's a, there's a cop in the hospital, if you're in that uh, by the way, it has Art Hindle in it
0: Oh,
3: right
4: on! Yeah, Art Hindle is, shows up, and I'm
0: just like, "Fucking a, man!" When we old uh, when we did the Night Crew, the podcast, the Night Crew. We interviewed Art
4: Hindle for Monster Brawl, man. Art he did Hindle. everything, dude. It Art Hindle's cool. great, and and oh my god, just like Tom Waits and um, Ron Perlman could be like brothers. <laughs> yeah, Art Hindle and Peter Dinklage
0: are oh, the really? same
4: person, <laughs> man. They're just different <laughs> heights and different ages, but oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, he was, he was
0: in like the Brood and that kind of thing.
4: He, you know. Dude, he was in the Octagon.
0: Now the Octagon. <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, such reverence and it's. Anyway, no, anyway, uh, anyway the Void is great, and if you if you like tentacles and weird, creepy shit and cosmic horror where you don't know what the fuck's going on, you just see these like images of like there's this giant fucking pyramid floating in the air, and just, if you're into any of that shit at all, Nick Gucker, have you seen the Void? Because <laughs> That this is your shit sir right on All right, yeah right it's, on. it's great cool anything else no i i don't watch <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh let's see we'll go we'll start small uh one star, um one star films snowpiercer hated it we've talked about it on the show yeah, yeah. i fucking hated it uh a greek film called evil in the time of heroes it's a zombie film uh uh-huh. it's terrible um couple of three star films i think uh there's a Double set of Invisible Vader invaders in Journey to the Seventh Planet. It's fun. It's a creature feature movie. Sure. A uh, documentary called Afghan Star. It's um, a- Afghanistan's version of American Idol. Sure. And it's great. And most importantly, I want to talk about a. Uh, it's a pseudo documentary about like like what we what we do in the shadows. Yeah. It's just called Vampires, and it's about. Um, these
4: vampires who are forced to to move. <laughs> this teaches me to read shit, right? Because whenever I saw that you had put a, a review up for vampires, I thought you were talking about John Carpenter's. No, 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 no. This is um a family there's a mom and a dad a
0: daughter and a son the son has inadvertently drained the blood puppet of some major vampire back home in france or Uh, whatever right so they get exiled
4: to montreal he's pissed off the main guy
0: and so now they're 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 living in montreal just trying to find their way right and but they're straight up vampires
4: so it's a it's a it's a mockumentary
0: mockumentary and it's hilarious okay um it was one of the things that I kept throwing up when everyone would talk about what we do in the shadows. right It's like oh you got to see vampires uh a new thing I wanted to talk about was uh, music is yeah. there anything that you you want to recommend to people about yeah
4: so y- y- we were you know we were talking about you know like uh, uh you know let's 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 come up with an album or two mm-hmm. you know a week to to talk about and i and and so I thought well i for me nothing more appropriate would be than to talk about the two albums the two albums that kind of bookended my childhood okay and or at least my my uh, uh aware i don't know it's hard to to say but but these two albums um i credit with getting me through that period of life that a lot of people cite as that is hard for them okay um the first one is um, 1975's um, "Caress of Steel." Oh, Rush! Sure. "Caress of Steel" sure. is a Rush album. It's the it's the third Rush album. It's the album that came after "Fly by Night." It is the album that is most universally panned by critics. It is the album that launched what Rush calls their "Down the Tubes" tour, um, <laughs> because they couldn't they they couldn't get a break. Like there's there's no single on the album. Uh. There's everybody everyone hated it. Um, Rush themselves don't talk of it fondly. They kind of when when you when you watch something about Rush and they and they get to Corrosive Steel, they kind of like, let's yeah. talk about twenty one twelve. This album, okay, Corrosive Steel is first of all it was my introduction to Rush.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It is the uh, epitome of Rush's whole prog rock era, right. where they had like fucking twenty five minute songs and. You you could tell that, like, Neil had been reading, like, a lot of, like, fantasy. Right. There's a lot of shit, a lot of Tolkienist shit in there. Um, This is before we get to the trees. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it is an amazing album. It is, um, and I don't say that just because it was my introduction and what made me fall in love with them. It it like just stepping back and just looking at it objectively, it's an amazing album. You, you you have this you have the the necromancer, which is like this extended long um story about um exactly that, these people who are three men from River Riverdale, Rivendell. Yeah. Riverdale. Oh yeah, um, yeah
0: they're Tolkien. he's reading. Yeah, Tolkien. yeah, yeah.
4: Well, and, and it just so worked that that you know Alex and Getty came from a subdivision or uh, 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 oh, called a Riven suburb Down. called Rivendell. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 uh, and they're going and and they're going into this place that is lorded over by this evil dark presence. It, it's so fucking good. I can't stress. It has this. It has this this thing on there called dig and narpets, yeah. and 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 it's it's basically an extended drum solo. So it's the first time you see, you hear. Neil just fucking cut loose uh-huh. and you just and it, blow your mind. So anyway, if you're into prog rock, if you and even if you're not, you know. Oh, if you if you're not versed in Rush, man, in general the Fountain of Lamneth on this album is easy. it's no dude. Your eyes
0: are rolling back. And I'm waiting for
4: you to hand me a pamphlet. <laughs> That's exactly what. It, that's exactly what it's like there's a whole I won't go into it now but there's a whole story about how I discovered this and 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 uh, it speaks to how people discover music that is is I don't know it it mildly amusing and and fun um we'll do it some other time the other album that I wanted to talk about speaks to the other part of me as a kid and that's I'm so fucking sick of the bullshit right I'm so fucking sick of people oh, yeah. picking on me I'm so fucking sick of like and and that is um black flags my war <laughs> black flags my war dude yeah. i and and to be honest really really mostly just for the title track yeah my war is like a fucking shotgun blast of angst and i can't tell you how i can't tell you how many times as a teenager I hit a heavy bag as hard as I fucking could with my flag. war raging yeah. in my hood and they're just like, yes! I, like, yeah. dude, there's a break, there's, there's a part in that song where Henry goes into this kind of extended like, rap on it, if I had a gun, you know, and uh, and then it, it it kind of all drops away, and it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like a techno song, where there's like this, this moment of silence and then the drop Happens, yeah. And there's this moment of silence, and he comes in with this primal scream of my war, and I just picture Henry just like ripping his skin off <laughs> for us. I can't tell you how <laughs> uh, how that made me feel. And these two albums kind of bookend this, these two identities of me as a, a misfit loner teenager trying to figure shit out and how on the one hand I'm this like this this kid who's into D and D shit but was never cool enough or had friends to play D and D but I dig that stuff yeah. and then on the other hand how I just I just wanna break everyone. Sure. You know, it's not even about breaking things. <laughs> I wanna break people. And that's <laughs> my war for me. Anyway, those are the two albums I have this week.
0: Oh wow. Uh, Let's see. Out of the box, I'll say this. Last week, no one's heard of this guy. Trombone Shorty has a new record out called Parking Lot Symphony. Check out Trombone
4: Shorty. I saw a link that you put up in there.
0: Young guy plays trombone and marries jazz and prog and rock and pop and sure. soul. He's great. Yeah. He's great. He's got a bunch of records out. Um, But... This week I've been li- revisiting a couple of things um, real briefly. Number one is um, the Sundays have a, gr- uh, they were an 80s pop band with a record called Reading Writing and Arith- Arithmetic. Uh-huh. Kind of cranberry sounding, but the songwriting's fucking rock solid. Cool. Um, and then the other one is a, a band, No One. I talk to people and only very rarely do I get a light of recognition. Um Great '80s pop band that no one '70s more '70s than '80s, but 10cc. Uh-huh. Uh, man, 10cc was great. Terrific man. pop yeah. band. If you are a fan of Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, listen to their record uh, original soundtrack. There's a song called "One Night in Paris." It was the thing Freddie Mercury heard that. Inspired that made him, him go.
4: To, I, I want to do Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah.
0: and they're great. Yeah. Um. But they're just they're just a band that you know people may have heard I'm Not in Love or, or something like that. Yeah. Like,
4: I think I think most people if they if they heard I'm Not in Love they'd go oh oh, oh yeah, this. yeah yeah yeah. This. But
0: when you get into little deeper cuts like you know I Mandy Fly me and Life right. Is a Minestrone. And Did that they
4: also t- do uh, Jamaican Holiday? Yeah 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 yeah,
0: yeah 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 yeah. It's very pop sensible. Um, their best and once the band dissolved, Godly and
4: Cream went on, and they did a record. I was gonna cry. say
0: they became
4: godly and cream Crying. and and had a couple records. Some people may remember that more that that video cry, cry yeah, cry was a big m t v thing It was a big it it was a big I remember the video was a big deal because it was playing with that new. Morphing technology where that we where we changed people yeah. blended in. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's
0: all that was was yeah. them and then they had a bunch of different people singing the song
4: but they're a great band
0: and um, uh, anyway yeah I just think check them out they're they're all over YouTube start it One Night in Paris and then sort of go from there um, you can usually get all of the big hits on a greatest hits collection um, there's a couple of those out there but they're just a band that you know um, they're not technical. They're very yeah. poppy. You're not going to get no one shreds, you know. But it's no, all no. it's all very serviceable for what that does. And I'm surprised <laughs> after hearing you talk about those two, the two records you did, and I'm looking at mine, and it's just like it's just, it's just very. Well, different. I
4: just figured I, I, I figured if we're going to talk about if we're going to talk about records, it, it makes sense for me mm. to start with me at the beginning, like right. with the things that. Yeah. that uh that made me if if, if records are going to be a regular thing on the show you're, sure. you're rarely going to hear me talk about something new <laughs> i'm going to talk yeah. about
0: uh we're running long, but who gives a shit um yeah. first first record you ever bought
4: first
3: re- <laughs>
4: uh it's going to be it's going to be tough to i i i, I bought a. I i think i bought a couple records at the same time, uh-huh. like I went to the record store. I, this is one of the first times I have money in my fist, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna go buy something. And what did I buy? I bought um, Sticks Equinox. Yeah, yeah, that's a fucking good. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. oh, dude. It's got <laughs> anyway. It has so many. It's so so much good shit. Yeah. You know, it's got that whole fire and ice thing on yeah, the cover. Yeah, sure. Anyway, Equinox, and. The soundtrack to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts oh, Club yeah. and the movie with the Peter movie. Frampton and oh. the BGS oh. and George Burns, Steve Martin, wow. yeah, just yeah.
0: really <laughs> terrible. Um, uh, <laughs> first record went for me, uh, A Space in Time. Ten years after, I was a young, learning Man. guitar player, and I went and I learned. Someone taught me. I'd love to change the world, and I was like,
4: Yeah, I'm gonna shred, dude. If you're gonna, if you're if if you're an aspiring guitar player, uh. Ten years after... You can do a lot worse than Alvin What's Lee. What's his name? Uh, Alvin, Alvin Lee. Lee. Yeah. Dude. I'm uh, going home. By the way, that uh, when when I start talking to people and we start talking about guitars and they start talking about great guitar players yeah, and, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, they, and they cite like these tech guys that are doing sure. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I'm like, dude, do you know Alvin who Alvin Lee is? And they're like, no. I'm like, dude, I'm going to show you a clip from Woodstock, Woodstock. and mm-hmm. you're going to lose your fucking yeah, mind. he
0: was the king. Alvin Lee was the king of what... Frank Zappa called the dweedle 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 yeah. is that doom diddle doom diddle doom diddle doom diddle. And he so. could do, and, and the thing was you didn't get bored. Yeah. Like how long was that fucking song? It was like Uh go, I'm Going Home, it's really long. And it's just him, you know, being frenetic and yeah. it's his old three three five and Yeah. He's he's one of those guitar players. For me there I don't get to any other guitar player if it's not through Alvin Lee. Yeah. Um and then the first forty five I ever bought was
4: uh, free to pain, Band of Gold. And it was fun. I think the first I didn't I don't, I don't think I ever bought 45s. I don't think I ever bought singles, mm-hmm. but the first 45 that I paid attention that I sat up and paid attention to, mm-hmm. um it was my sisters, there were two of them, and I would play them relentlessly and that was um, um uh, I I can't think of the the name of the song. It's a classical piece. Also I, anyway, it was... On a
0: 45, that's weird. On a
4: 45, it was from 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, okay. yeah. Bah, bah. yeah, oh, also
0: Sprock, Zara Thank Hussi, right? you, yeah, 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 yeah.
4: No wonder yeah. I couldn't remember yeah. it, right? I barely um, got through it. <laughs> and then the other one was um, Time of the Season by the Zombies. Ah! <sighs> Zombies were great. They. I just saw them perform on YouTube, and they were, um, you know, they were old guys, but they but, were rocking. Yeah, by the way, have you ever seen a movie called Dear Wendy? Hmm. Does that strike a chord hmm. with you? So there's, (laughs) we're going long, I'll bring it up another show. (laughs) No, go ahead. Uh, Well, okay, there's this great, there's this movie, great or horrible, I guess it depends. There's this movie called Dear Wendy, and it stars Jamie Bell, and it's, uh, it's these kids in this, these misfit kids in this town out in the middle of nowhere, and they kind of find each other, and they form a group, and they call themselves the Dandies. And they dress really weird, and they listen exclusively to the zombies. Oh, cool! So th- you have a lot of zombies movie m- yeah. music through it. But here's the interesting thing: they all choose a firearm, and they have a ceremony, and they marry their firearm. Their gun. This main kid's n- gun is Wendy. Oh, okay. And uh, got it. And it gets it gets really weird and yeah, yeah, really yeah, trippy. Yeah. Well, and when I was doing the Real Men podcast. Um, we'd bring a movie every week right and the joke was always that I, I was like twice these guys age and so they never knew what the fuck I was talking about <laughs> and I'd bring a movie every week and they'd be like this is you know my mind is blown sure. and then one week I show up with Dear Wendy never recovered they hated Wow. they hated this Well, it just sounds like a lot of that stuff that was being made
0: things like Greaser's Palace and all that sure. weird stuff That's anyway thing. We have, we're, we're so over alright all right, guys. Next week, um, got someone
4: coming in that is really fascinating. We're going to talk costumes. Yeah, man, costuming and, and 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 all the things that that entails.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be a different show because it's not going to. We're going to not get list heavy. This is going to be real. I want it to be kind of more conceptual about. I really want to talk about how costuming informs character. Yeah, and I so, want to talk
4: about how costuming. Tells a story.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to be great. And the, and the guest, her name's Laura Shrewsbury, she's uh, she's worked on Broadway and she's worked with opera houses and stuff like that. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. It's so, going to be great. So we'll see you next week. Uh, that's it for the Most Material Podcast.
4: Uh, I'm Tom Carnell. And I'm Langley West. Stay scary.
0: Hey guys, uh, this is Tom.
4: Uh, this is Langley,
0: and uh, we're we're coming back. Uh, this the show was done um, last night. I posted right. it to the to the site, and uh, this morning we woke up to some news that is sort of relevant to what we were talking about. And so, Langley has come back over the following day that the the show was recorded, and uh, we just want to talk a little bit about the deaths of uh, Martin Landau and George Romero.
4: Yeah. Uh, it. it you know, it's it's it happens all the time. It seems like where you're talking about somebody, mm. and then, boom, they're gone. You know, and uh, you, uh, you know, uh, from listening to this episode, you know, we were you know we we were talking to uh, John Amplis, yeah, who was a staple in Romero's movies. So We talked about George a decent amount um, on this show, and so it was weird to to look at the phone. It was and, the next and, day. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, it, yeah,
0: it, yeah. It, it was something else. And George was such a well, I guess we'll start with George and we'll move on sure. to, to Martin Lider because sure. that's how it. That's, they, how, it, they that's how the news came across. Uh, George, giant! What a giant footprint this guy yeah. has. He defined a genre. You don't want you don't look at a, a horror film these days, any horror film, and not think of George
3: Romero. Yeah,
4: exactly. I mean, you know, uh, and and other people have pointed this out today. You know, without George Romero, you don't have. Um, the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. You don't have World War Z. You don't have. I, I'll even go as far as you don't have the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. Right. I but agreed. Agreed. And you
0: also don't get to things like the the like True Blood and all that other stuff. Because remember, Martin was the film that was the first one to take. Vampires out of the the high collar and the right. cape and everything else. Right, right.
4: And that's that's the that's a that's another thing. You know, everybody remembers you know George Romero, the, the you know the father of the modern zombie mm-hmm. film. But the guy made a lot of movies.
0: He did. I uh, have his IMDb right here, and uh, and he, I think he I directed think, twenty films.
4: Yeah, and I think a lot of people forget or twenty projects. You know, they they, they don't forget the films necessarily, but they forget that he. Did him because he's the zombie guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And some of them aren't well known. You know, Night Riders I think still isn't well yeah, uh, known, right?
0: Right. And it's everything we just talked about in the episode. It's all of the the John's uh, involvement in the in the whole Romero story that right. is so seminal. Uh, uh, he he ran into some trouble later in life and that later in life and by trouble I mean creatively the right. films weren't landing with the same impact that they were right. he was going scheduled to go back to the to the uh, to the zombie well again right uh, uh, and those those
4: stories about that new project the name of which I don't remember um were on the internet just like last week. Yeah, it was at least about a week ago. Yeah.
0: Um, but the thing that I think really drove it home was, and I think one of the things that we can be grateful for is the fact that uh, before he passed, there was so many um, convention appearances. My Facebook feed is full of just photos of people clearly at a con, clearly right. doing a, hey, can I get a picture thing. Um, but there he was, uh, you know, ever present. Ever yeah.
4: The guy, you know, he wasn't—he wasn't one of these guys that, that hit away, and he—he mm-hmm. and he knew who his fan base was.
0: Oh, I'm yeah, um, yeah.
4: He got rabid fans. Yeah, I've
0: seen him at cons, signing at cons and stuff, and he gets rabid fans.
4: Uh, so they used to have a—they used to have a, a film festival at the Palms whenever I worked there in Las Vegas, It was mm-hmm. called Vegas. and one year they premiered, um, uh, they premiered um, Land of the Dead there. Okay, and. Uh, uh I, I was I was unprepared as somebody working the casino for the onslaught <laughs> of zombies yeah, that we had in yeah. the casino, you know. It was nuts. I can't
0: imagine the stories he, he must have had of yeah. like running into people as zombies. I was, the very first zombie con in Seattle. We did a thing that uh, I do periodically. It's called a, we. I call it a fireside chat. Sure. Where it was a separate admission thing that the con did, where it we went to a nearby bar and they set up some chairs in front of uh, a fireplace. Right, right. And uh, you you did an in depth interview while people the waitresses were serving drinks. and Sure. And, stuff. and uh, uh, I I don't remember a lick of it. Yeah. I just remember sitting there go looking at him and just going like, you know, oh my God. Right. You know?
4: Well, I it's it's uh and correct me if I'm wrong, but Night of the Living Dead is one of your Easily favorite of my movies of ones. all yeah, time. Of yeah, movies. Movies. And, and, and. and
0: mostly because of the impact that it, it had when I saw it. Right. I mean I mean I it was the 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 kind of thing where I, I didn't feel safe. By right. the hand of a filmmaker it felt like a punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a and as a child where I was, I think I was I think I was nine it came out in sixty nine, so I would have been nine. Sure. Nine or ten when I finally saw it, maybe finally twelve or uh, thirteen when it came on uncut on Bob Wilkins Creature Features. Right. And it just it was just terrifying. Yeah. And uh Later, through Fango and and everything else, I got a chance to to interview a lot of the Romero people, and interview Romero at, at some cons and stuff, and uh, just really nice people, on, down to earth, sure. and,
4: and so. That's one thing you you gather from um, both from talking to people who worked on Romero productions mm-hmm. and on the countless behind the scenes mm-hmm. documentaries he was especially. really free
0: with that stuff yeah he yeah. was
4: and but you really got this feeling of like hey this is our Pittsburgh family yeah. we you know and, yeah. and and he was loyal
0: he would always have people back you yeah. know he could, probably could have got other people but he got you know why not I got. I know this guy I've got a team that's what John was saying I got a team why am I going to fuck with it right. and, and, now, and move on ahead right 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 um Uh, the one thing I take solace in is that, from all reports, George died, um... At home, surrounded by family, listening to the soundtrack to The Quiet Man, which was his favorite, which I listened to today. Yeah. And I had to tap out. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it's just so, A, a great score. Right. And then just imagining him laying there listening
3: to it was just uh, You know, the first
4: tap. thing that flashed through my head is whenever um, Edward G. Robinson goes home in Soylent Green. Yeah, 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 know, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, and, and, uh, and that's a, that's a that's a good thought it's that's a good, yeah
0: it's the best you know i i i don't I don't know any of you people, <laughs> but I hope you die <laughs> that way I really do It's like if you've got to go, it's though it 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 doesn't sound horrible now, and as we said off, mic, you know i'm sure there was there was some pain involved, I'm sure there was it, I had lung cancer for right. years. and so you know I'm sure there was a downside i'm I'm sure I'm seeing this all through glossy right, sure. red shirt glasses, but it's the way i like to I'd like to think about it, yeah. you know. You yeah know? absolutely so, so uh, i uh, I raised my glass to uh, yeah. uh George
4: Romero you know yeah. um a lot of uh, lot of folks watching uh Romero flicks tonight yeah lots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah lots
0: i I love the thing I loved um is someone on my facebook fa- feed uh used this as an opportunity to show Dawn of the Dead to his like his thirteen year old boy yeah and I was just like yeah, 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 yeah. that's how it
4: works yeah that's exactly how it works. um exactly.
0: and then just as things were coming and I, being okay. Man, I couldn't...
4: I, I'm like... <laughs> I, 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 I I, even was like, seriously? Like, really? For fuck's sake? Yeah. Later in the day, we get news that John Landau died. Martin Landau I'm sorry, Martin Landau died. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin yeah. Landau died, 89 years old. Uh-huh. Um, uh, much older... Well, not much older, but a, an older man than... Absolutely. Man, if you're
0: in your mid... Past your mid-80s, you're you're... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you could be safely called an
4: older man. Yeah, safely called an older man. And uh, here is a guy that well, who, who won, won, finally won an Oscar mm-hmm. um, in one of my favorite movies of all time, Ed Wood, for playing Bella Lugosi. That I looked re- as soon as I heard that he died, I went into the YouTube
0: and I found all of the, you know, um,
4: all the all the, all Lugosi, the little scenes, all
0: the yeah. Lugosi scenes, and it was just. But then... And then I flashed on, on you know, Space 1999, which... Man. Oh, dude. Space
4: 1999 dude. was so great. It, it, but... And that's what people remember, right? They remember Space 1999, and they remember um, Bela, you know, him playing Belo Lugosi. But he played in how many movies? Uh, 177. 177.
0: I was just looking at some of these. Some of these are Unbelievable. Virtually anything on TV, from Rawhide to uh, Schlitz Playhouse. He was in North by Northwest. A lot of Playhouse 90, Wanted Dead or Alive. I'm just looking at his IMDb and sort of flipping through. You know, Bonanza. He was in
4: the Untouchables, the TV series. Yeah, I remember seeing him as a villain in... I don't know Gunsmoke or, yeah, or something I, I got
0: I Spy Man from Uncle the Wild Wild, Wild the West. West you know <laughs> and then and then then you got 19, Space 1999 and 75 to 77 um, and that was just fucking cool he, he was in Without Warning remember if you remember Without oh. Warning the, the alien with the little Frisbee yes. thing yes yeah
4: yeah 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 yeah
0: yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just, and I'm only into he's the 80s. He's kind of,
4: in a, in a way, he's he's kind of like uh, an American Christopher Lee who was in like 200 some movies. Yeah, he's, he's and the very definition. Some of them are, are really, you know, low-budget things, and then some of them are TV, and some of them are mm-hmm. Crimes and Misdemeanors, yeah, which amazing. is a, uh,
0: a Woody Allen film. You know, and as, I, as I'm flipping through here, it's it's everything, it's everything, and then you just realize he was in Spider-Man TV series. He was in BAPS. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember BAPS, anybody. But um, he was in Ready to Rumble.
3: Yeah,
4: <laughs> so I, I, I'm curious. What was la- what's his last credit as a as an actor? Uh,
0: there's a couple of things. He he was announced in some a short called Her Story. Post, in post production was something called Without Ward. And then in pre-production was something
4: called Nate and Wow, Al. and without Ward, he plays... Ward. Ward, yeah, whoever, yeah, whatever yeah, that yeah. is. I've not heard of I, any of those.
0: But uh, it looks like he was in... The last big thing he was in was Entourage, right?
4: Entourage. Um He was a voice actor for um, Frank and Weenie. Uh,
0: okay.
4: Or in Frank and Weenie. The, the, right. The... Um,
0: Mr. Razura Yeah,
4: the... Yeah. Um, the stop motion one, not the not the live action short, right? Right. The, the big movie that came out a few years ago. So, so, so you know, it's it's you know, we if if, you, if remember the show when we got to the news part, we usually start with obituaries, and we were like,
0: <laughs> no one died. It was,
4: yeah, it was nobody really died. Yeah, and then yeah. Boom, this happens. So,
0: so uh, I I I think we both felt like to not comment. Would be we would be remiss. Yeah,
4: so. absolutely. Uh, uh, we we needed to say something. I mean, um, and and you know you're kind of you're torn because like in the case of uh, Romero, it's like oh my god we got to say something and then you're like, w- what do you say? Yeah. Everybody, his fans know. You know, there's we're not going to shed any light on the man or his career or any, you know other than.
0: Well, I think now it's it's passed from the into into that where now people will. Even more so, tear apart, tear it apart. Look at it, examine it. uh, uh, Try to really and truly gauge its cultural impact. Sure. Um, um, Now that he's not making any more films.
4: Well, and that's and that's the thing is that um, with both these gentlemen, you know, if there's stuff that, um, you know, say you never saw uh, Monkey Shines, right? You know. this is a shitty reason for it, but at least take this opportunity to, that he's in the news and you know he's not going to be making anything else anymore. Mm-hmm. Take so, a chance.
0: Yeah. T- yeah take go. a chance on Bruiser. Oh, yeah. You need... Even though a lot of people talk a lot of shit about Bruiser, it has its moments. Yeah. And you... you again, we always talk about time in the chair in this show, and it's the idea that, like, you need... Even if it's you, it's it's part of the man's filmography, and right. you need to sit there and just spend an hour. Don't watch Arrow. <laughs> Yeah,
4: right. <laughs> watch Monkey Shines or, or, or Bruiser and Sand. Go watch Creep Show again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but
0: I think um, I think that may be in the plan for myself off later tonight. Yeah. I got a I got a nice Italian Italian vintage uh, 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 cut <laughs> of uh, Dawn of the Dead that I might be pulling out of here. Awesome. In a minute. Um, so uh, now, even more than ever, um, we. George, whenever he signed things, he would always sign it off, stay scary. Right, right, uh, right, right. So uh, from, I guess, it's always been an homage to him, but um, now more than
4: ever. Yeah, absolutely. So with that, good night, and uh, raise your glasses, and by all means, stay scary.